It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rob Has a Podcast. I'm your host, Taryn Armstrong, and we are here today to talk about everything from this week's Circle UK. With me today is Puya. How are you doing, Puya? I am doing very well, Taryn. I've prepared a limerick um, about one Rowan on the panel. Okay, so I'm going I'm to read that real quick before we proceed. Uh, there once was a man named Rowan whose appearance on the podcast were growing. He was on the bridge. He gave us a smidge. And now our appreciation is showing. Oh, wow. my God. Easy, easy rank number one, Puya. I'm surprised. Like, you were rank number one anyway, but you've just solidified oh, you. that spot. I'm no shocked. way I'm, I'm blocking I'm you. I'm shocked there were no little digs in there. That's, uh, <laughs> that's what we do on the circle. Yeah, you know, listen, Andy would not approve of, you know, would approve of me. So I'm, I'm here to pander to Andy over any of you, ultimately. Anyways, he is the most so. popular. He is the most popular. <laughs> Gotta uh, do it. Rowan is with us once again here this week. How you doing, Rowan? I mean, I'm fantastic after that limerick. That has properly brightened up my week. Like, if I was having an off day, that has just sparked joy on, in my cold little villainous heart. I love that. There you go. <laughs> also joining us this week is Chantel. How you doing, Chantel? <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. I have not talked to you guys about The Circle yet. And I just realized that I love this show so much. There's like nothing wrong with it. I'm always just smiling. I'm yelling at my TV. I'm like, I just, I really enjoy it. So I'm happy to be talking all things The Circle today. All right. Well, we are covering here the last <laughs> week of The Circle UK. So uh, basically up until episode 10, uh, you, ha- you should have watched episode 10. Before you listen to this podcast, uh, if you do not want to be spoiled, um, we uh, again, everything up until today <laughs> will be spoiled for you. Um, the last thing we left off on was the uh, orange tally and blue tally uh, reveal uh, that was about to happen. And uh, then we have gone all the way up until the most recent uh, thing that happened, which again, <laughs> spoilers. Uh, also involves Tally. Um, so uh, that is your warning. Be warned. Uh, let's get into it. Honestly, the first thing that I feel like I that I feel like we need to get into before we even talk about the episodes of the circle is uh, Rowan. Do we have a Vithin update? Because I know that you received a, a tweet from Vithin after the last podcast. I did indeed. I did indeed. I knew it was going to come up. I didn't know it was going to be the first thing. I thought we might save it for a little something special, a little cherry on top at the end. But yeah, uh, being the avid TV uh, fan that Vithan is, he did listen to the podcast. Uh, He's probably listening right now. So how's it going? Uh, Big shout out to you. And yeah, he did slide into my DMs and in a very, very detailed, very accountant-like, assuming that he is the great accountant that he is. He sent some very detailed, very thorough messages 
defending his earlier tweets and yeah i mean that relationship was broken so now we've agreed to have a a nine round boxing match you can uh, <laughs> you can stream it pay-per-view for the very very cheap price of 49.99 and yeah it was just irreparable no no i wish i could come here and spill all the tea and say that there was like this fireworks of drama but ultimately we're both we're both just too british to really argue too much <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, honestly, it was just a back and forth and we kind of ended it realizing that we are very, very similar people and we both managed to basically fulfill our dreams of going on a reality TV show. So we both decided, let's just take a lot of pride in that. Let's just be happy. So yeah, I think we went from like worst of enemies to best of friends. So maybe we're both just social players. What can I say? Well, I'm very glad to hear that. Uh, we, we, we squash beef. On this podcast, we don't uh, grow it. <laughs> growing, it's not bad though, right? It's like it's supposed to grow. We, now that we're growing beef, that's better. It's more, it's kinder, right? But we don't breed. I don't know. I don't we, know. We just we, we don't endorse it. We squash existing beef, but we're fine with growing artificial beef because that's better, <laughs> better for, for the, the environment. environment. <laughs> Exactly. Either way, you cut it, growing it. beef, breeding beef. RHAP is a nice little corner of the reality TV, TV internet verse. We don't want any arguments here. We don't want any, well, we want a little bit of drama, but like, <laughs> we'll save it for the outside. We'll f- save it for the TV screens. All right. Well, I'm, I'm particularly glad that, uh, that we're, that you're all right with Vithin because I, I've, I've really enjoyed Vithin on the show. Um, and, uh, we'll talk about it here as we go but so where we last left off was orange tally was about to confront real tally blue tally um and uh they they get there the reveal happens and uh it was, it was fine it was whatever it's, it's no real yeah. confrontation here but yeah now, if you're blue tally, as aka original tally, if you're tally, you won the battle. You get to continue being you. You're here to set your mission. So all the anger you had is gone, especially meeting. I, I knew meeting orange tally and getting the context of, hey, I had no choice. Like they said, if you want to stay in the game, you got to take your spot. So I had to. You were the right choice for me. It seemed like blue tally or as she should be known from here forward in the episode to not confuse anyone as tally. <laughs> this made complete sense and they could just, you know, she could just bury it and move on with her game while saying bye to Yolanda for a second time. Yeah. Uh, everyone gets to be surprised that it's, oh, it's, it's Chris <laughs> again. Um, but uh, this, this was, this was all fine for me. Uh, it's nothing, nothing too uh, out of the ordinary here. Uh, we get two new circle members, Dot and Felix. Um, and they are going to cause some drama here. So now, uh, let's talk about, uh, Dorothy here first. Uh, old, old Dottie, um, is played, uh, by an actor. Actually, I should have brought his name up here, but I did not. Um, anyone know the name? name Scott, Scott, I think. Scott. Scott. Yeah. Scott Page. Um, who is an actor. Now, I think an actor is a fun person to come on to play a catfish. Um, I, have always been somebody that says I want an author to come on and play a catfish because an author knows how to create a character and write in their voice, right? Uh, yes. A good author, at least. I would, I would really like to see an author come in and play a catfish. 
but an actor is probably one of the next best things right here. Uh, Chantal, how do you feel about that? No, absolutely. I, that's what I've always been thinking. Like when you, as an actor, you're supposed to create these three dimensional characters and have their life experience color, whatever they're saying in a scene. And so, yes, I do think it would be, if, even if they had acting training, it would be good for them in, in the circle if they're going as a catfish. Cause what I've been noticing is that all the catfishes, they just try to get out of conversations really quickly. And that's not really what real people do. They want to be in there and engaging with people. And so actors do know how to do that. They know how to engage with strangers. And so I think that, yeah, I think actors, writers would be really good to take on personalities in the, in the circle. Yeah. I I've been, I've been fine with that so far. I feel like <laughs> she's fine. Like it's, it's, <laughs> she can have some fun moments here and there, but uh, I'm not getting a, a ton from that Rowan. I think it was, it suffers a little bit from being such a fun and entertaining gimmick at the start. Like, an 85-year-old granny, that is going to be hard to pull off. Turns out pulling it off just makes for some really boring TV. Because <laughs> naturally, like I love my granny, 89 years old. She's an absolute gem of a person. I wouldn't put her on reality TV, though. Because she's had all that fun in her life. She's had all that drama. She's not looking to create more. She's looking to bake cookies and be a lovely person. <laughs> and, I mean, credit to Scott. He's playing a good grandma. But unfortunately, grandmas aren't entertaining. I think I'd rather um, Dorothy be playing Scott on the circle. Like, I think yeah, that would, that be, would more be way fun. more fun. <laughs> yeah. Am I on an island in thinking that 85 is just too old to try and portray? Like, I feel like Saeed's the sweet spot of like at cap, put it at 65. Beyond mm-hmm. that, like you have way more other things to be doing than to be sitting in this house alone <laughs> and doing all this. Like, I, I feel like it is impossible to come in and play 85. And even if you are, if this was actually Dorothy to be seen as authentic, I feel like when you walk in, you're like, I'm 85 years old. Like you're a catfish. So I don't care. Like, I don't buy it. It's too, it's too old in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, the other new member of the circle is going to cause a bit of a stir here. And that is Felix uh, played by Natalia uh who is uh there uh, she is is in the uh military in some fashion I, I think they said like some like police military or something um and uh and she is playing Felix who is also in the military a paratrooper in the military uh with uh you know uh ripped physique and <laughs> it's basically the i mean from what it seems like it's basically the male version of her like there's no difference between them in any way. They're both beautiful people. They're around the same age. She's just switching genders. Can we just agree though, off like right off the bat, Felix can't be a real person. Felix has been grown in a lab, like the real Felix. <laughs> he is perfect in every single way. He is a chiseled statue, like the most gorgeous person you have ever seen. It kind of, it's so threatening. That person cannot exist in the same world as me. Please say they don't exist in real life. <laughs> Would you, did we find out where she got that, that person from? Like, is it someone that she knows? No. It's her know. friend. It's her friend, isn't it? Oh, is I it? thought it was her friend. It's her friend, Felix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe so. So he's real. Yeah, it's one of her guy friends. Like, and like, I think, you know, we've talked about this before. What's the best choice for pictures? What's the best choice for a profile? I feel like choosing a brilliant specimen is good for like the immediate brownie points of like, ooh, eye candy. But then 
the more and more as well, you see these pictures and I'm like, yep, uh, someone literally handcrafted this man. These, these abs, these <laughs> abs are a 10 out of 10. Like someone definitely put in the work. So it, it, to me, it's like, you want that bit of imperfection, the bit of like, Ooh, I can, I, I see a bit of myself in you. I'm goofy. I'm imperfect. But when someone's built like, Oh yeah, I can eat all this food and I can look like a God and I dance and I can draw and I can do, it's like, okay, Felix, stop flexing on me. Okay. I'm not good. I'm not perfect. Is that what you want to hear? Felix, stop it well, and like Natalia's interesting but I, I found it fascinating that she chose to not only be a catfish but to be a very attractive male counterpart of herself catfish was a choice to me well it was interesting because uh, I, I feel like her explanation for why she chose to be a catfish was that she was like if I go in as myself as a female military person nobody's going to believe me. Everybody's going to think I'm a catfish. But if I go in as a male version of myself, <laughs> they might actually believe me. And so far, that's kind of played out. Uh, like, obviously, we can't know how people would have reacted if she had come in as herself. But, like, as far as I can tell, as far as it's been portrayed so far, I, as I said, Felix really is just a male version of her. She does know a bunch of languages. She does, uh, like, uh, she she is, like, a pretty, you know, like, uh, apart from the, I mean, the flirting is the flirting. We'll it's get really to that. <laughs> but, uh, oh, we will. <laughs> but it does seem like she's basically playing herself. Um, she's not afraid to, you know, say her opinions and, uh, and, you know, be with who she likes and, and, and not be with who she doesn't like. Uh, and so I, I really feel like she is kind of in a, a rock and between a rock and a hard place here where I think that she is just naturally somebody that you would think is a catfish, regardless of what, you know, she'd have to choose somebody maybe that isn't so beautiful. Uh, maybe that's the way, uh, to, to make her, uh, a little more believable. But I think that if she was just playing herself and just be nice and kind and like get along with people, I think that she'd be able to connect better. Um, just from me watching, I kind of feel as though Felix is kind of wooden and kind of like, he's, it just doesn't seem like a real genuine guy, like a lad's lad, you know? And um, it's to me, it's it screams fake. Um, and I'm sure he's going to get called out soon. Uh, I think the gig's, the gig's going to be up very shortly. I 100% agree. 100% because kind of alluding to what uh, Puyo said, he's just a little bit too perfect, a little bit too chiseled. There's no flaws to his character whatsoever. And I think that Gemma might be struggling, of course, who is also a catfish, might be struggling with slightly the same thing. Just, I'm the good old girl next door, like butter wouldn't melt in my mouth. I'm just perfect. You can take me back to your parents and they would love me. But where's the flavor? Where's the character? Like, yes, if you're writing a perfect person to be perfectly liked, sure. But I think it's really shown on the show itself. If you have some of these flaws, if you are a little bit edgy in some way, it actually helps your popularity drastically. Yeah. Uh, so that's those are the two new players here. They are definitely going to make a bit of an impact. Um, <clears throat> we uh, I think we probably had like hints of this before, but. Uh, a major storyline that's going to pop up over the last week is that uh, Manrika does not like Gemma. Um, she is not a fan. Um, and so uh, we're going to be hearing a lot about that throughout uh, throughout the coming week. And uh, and really, it feels like, uh, you know, Puya, you said that you, you've kind of turned around on a lot of a lot of people. It, it I mean, over the last week. 
Correct me if I'm wrong, but Manrika has taken a massive heel turn here. Uh, she is the villain of the show. <laughs> what a fall from the heavens. Like, yes. Genuinely, last week, I was like, Manrika's out here. with She's got her geezer gal in, in um, Tally. She's working a relationship with Uncle Saeed. Andy's respecting what she's doing. She's got like a bit of a weird, like, we're both goofy people that are getting like pickup lines shot on each other with Billy. Like, was there anybody who had anything bad to say about Manrika? No. And then this week, and there's a lot about her to talk about because I think outside of Gemma, she's been like the mainstay, main picture of the uh, focus of the, the week. She's really gone the, the other side. Like, I know that Twitter has soured on her completely. Just reading, you know, if you go hashtag the circle, you will see everything people have to say about her. Um, it's been it's been a wild fall from grace. She is. But I want to commend moments of it. There are moments to her game where. It's definitely strategic play, whether or not it's seeded in some emotional stuff that has been wrapped up in some flirtation that need not be <laughs> taken as seriously as she did. A lot of that there. But yeah, no, she's 1000% the villain of the season right now. And if you had asked me last week, I would have said Manrika's our sweetheart. She is our sweetheart. She's the poster for like the fun girl next door that everyone's trying to chill with. Um, not to be said right now. I'm actually shocked because I've been watching me because I watch it all pretty condensed and like I just like she's my favorite person in the house right now. Um, I'm you know with what happened this last episode, you know things are kind of iffy, but I really enjoy her her commentary. I enjoy what she says like out loud. Like I enjoy her you know being like oh you know um, I hate what she's saying, but I'm gonna go say this instead. Like I think that she has a lot of she edits herself and I think she presents herself pretty well in the circle. So I like her a lot. Chantel, I I could not agree more. She's my favorite. She's hands down my favorite. And it is safe to say, especially in the Twitter sphere, Manrika's popularity has plunged. Like Manrika's popularity line chart has plunged all the way through the floor. Her stocks are at all time low. But for me, just episode by episode, I've been liking Manrika more and more and more. And we will get to it. But the whole tally fiasco, for me... That's just the cherry on top. I absolutely <laughs> adore it. I love it with all of my heart. And honestly, I want more. I want apps. I want Manrika to fully embrace the villain role. I don't think she will. And also, if you're watching reality TV to have these like lovely, well-rounded, emotionally sound people, you're in the wrong place. You're in the wrong place. We love, <laughs> yeah. we love our, our contestants to be edgy and to make wrong decisions and to just make us elicit emotions. And I think Manrika is doing that. Yeah. The two most polarizing people of the week are Gemma and Manrika. And they've both been polarizing because they've done stuff that people love. They've done stuff that people hate. And they've told the line of, I'm good, I'm bad, I'm good, I'm bad, I'm good, I'm bad. And that is compelling TV to watch. And that is the reason why we're sitting here today all excited to talk about this week's circle like genuinely <laughs> yeah um so i really the the big the big cause of all of this the thing that sets all of this in motion is that uh first of all Gemma feels like okay felix perfect match for me uh and they get a little bit of a flirt on um but then manrika goes in for the flirt on felix after a round of <laughs> snog mary avoid um and uh and this 
this like if if Gemma went in with the flirt and was like uh, like oh teehee I'm being pretty forward you're gonna be my action man like oh boy like this is a bit this is a bit <laughs> fast uh, Manrico was like uh, she had uh, hit an in in the in, in ground home run uh, like right away um, I'm reasonable I, it really felt like she was a little tipsy uh, as she first had this conversation she was like. Oh, I'm going to do this and this. Uh, I was like, whoa. Um, and uh, things get pretty wild. Like this, so this is something that we talked about for the Circle US was that uh, the flirtiness was super cringeworthy and people did it all the time. Um, and uh, I hadn't, we haven't really seen that in the UK yet uh, until now. Um, and uh, here it is because, oh boy. <laughs> I I love I love just the polar opposite of Felix and Gemma flirting is like oh I can hear wedding bells like their kids are going to be so cute I can see them living in a cottage and then Felix and Manrika oh my god like wham bam thank you ma'am let's get jiggy <laughs> with it like cut to the chase I love that change I I love the juxtaposition of that I think it's so funny I just like how uncomfortable it makes Natalia. (laughs) That's my favorite part about it. Cause it's just like, like, what am I getting myself into here? Um, That's my favorite part of the flirting for sure. It's fun because you can see it with Natalia who basically knew coming in. We, We had a person in the circle us who he came in as a more attractive guy with under the impression that if I get my flirt on, I'll get further. And I think Natalia kind of had the same idea with Felix can get a flirt on and move forward. But then every time Manrika gets a little bit more into it, she's like, all right. But then I turn the shower on. It's like, Hey, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. But she's like, I can't help myself. I gotta, I gotta one up Manrika here. And Manrika's really not leaving anything on the cutting room floor. She's hitting send with full force on every single message here. Yeah, and she, and she starts it too, which I think is very because I'm noticing a trend in the circle where people will always do this. Like, I don't actually like this person, but I'll I'll indulge them. I'll indulge them with a flirt, and then it's very <laughs> clear that like they are incredibly invested. Um, and so, but like, no, don't, don't lie to us. Don't lie to us. Uh, but I, Felix comes in with a uh, like good thing you can cook because like i don't forget what the thing was but like uh like really that's that's the line uh from from uh from natalia um i'm surprised that that landed as well as it did um but uh yeah the the flirtiness the flirtiness is uh a, a lot um and it gets it gets worse over time because it, it's at least when it was like dirty talk Right. Like it was like, this is just absurd. Kind of like uh, they're going back. They both know this is ridiculous. Um, But it eventually bleeds into like. Middle school romance, I think. (laughs) Yeah, like I'm going to send you a sheet of paper. Check yes if you like me. Check no if you don't. It really got there. And it's baffling to me because obviously with regards to, you know, showmances, you know, romance in a in a show of any kind, reality TV wise, your face to face, it's different. Here, literally half the premise of the show is this could be a fake person. So I don't care how much you are wooing me with your words. Like, I'm not gonna jump in with two feet like this is happening. And obviously. I understand that within the guise of the game too, it's great strategy to have someone with you, but is it great for that to be public knowledge? Is it? 
I don't know. So it's it to me, it's a little bit more okay. I think Manrique is genuinely feeling stuff, and this is not just a convenient strategy thing. I've got to say from the outset as well, I've got a real love-hate relationship with flirting and showmances on the circle because here in the UK, and I know it's I know it's the same in the US, we have plenty, and I say plenty of dating shows. And I avoid them all like the plague because they're awful. So I should feel the same about the circle. But of course, in the situation that we're talking about with Felix and Manrika, they've got catfishes and it makes it infinitely more entertaining because there's lying involved, because there's deceit involved and it makes it for some really engaging viewing. So I think the showman is on the circle. They can give us some of the best content. Like in series one, it has <laughs> given us the most iconic moment with Dan and Kate or Dan and Alex, should mm-hmm. I say. So there's real potential in the circle for showmances, but again, yeah, the cringe factor is like 11 out of 10. <laughs> it's really, it's, it's like, uh, like uh, she gets asked out publicly in a limerick, um, and it's like, will you be my girlfriend? Oh, we are now boyfriend and girlfriend. Oh, I wish that I, we were holding hands right now. We've known each other for like two days. Uh, where's the wedding bells? Like this is legit. Like have neither of them been in a relationship before? Do they understand how it works? Because this is this is really like a my first relationship uh, play kit. Um, and they're speaking to each other via text. Um, it's like the blinders are really on right now. Yeah, I don't know if I would be falling for this, um, but maybe Manrique's kind of playing into it and then is actually just getting caught up in it. And I think that Natalia feels as though this is what maybe a woman wants to hear. Maybe this is what she wants to hear. And she's playing this version of, of a man that would say all these cute, romantic, sweet things. And Manrique's eating it up because she's on a show. Like, if you're Natalia, you're Felix, you just landed in the circle. Hey, this is an incredible move for you. Lock someone up, get someone and put a ring on it and now be associated with them because that gives you better ground to move forward with because you have the big disadvantage of coming in way behind on the relationships. You literally put the thing like the ring on the finger that's working for you by the looks of it here. But obviously there's also the factor of um, there was a little bit of Goldilocksing with like, I'm going to flirt with Gemma. I'm going to flirt with Manrika. Oh, okay. This one is just right. This relationship will work, which gives you that, that impression that people get of you. And that really does fuel a lot of the impressions for Felix moving into this week. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll circle back to, uh, <laughs> to Felix and Manrika. Uh, but in the meantime, um, Vithin is going to open up to Andy uh, a bit uh, after being one of only two votes against Tally, uh, Blue Tally, uh, Vithin is feeling a little bit vulnerable. He knows that Andy is popular, and so he's going to open up to Andy about, you know, kind of feeling like he's been left out in the past. Um, and and he, you know, he came to the circle to uh, to really sort of explore this uh, this opportunity to uh, to you know play a game where everyone's on equal footing. Um, and I really, I this this was genuinely uh, touching here for me. 
And that's what we love about the real people that go on the show is that you get to see these moments and you get to see a little bit about who they are and their genuine personalities and feelings and where they've come from. And so I like I was tearing up in this moment. I'm like, oh, you know, you could tell that he's a, a real person. He's not a catfish. You know this. And so like I, I like seeing those moments. And I mean, I know it's for the show, but I prefer always prefer the real people. Um, and I find it obviously everybody else really entertaining, but like I'm, I'm always team OG real people. I think we can all agree as well. Uh, Vithin mentioned that he was mercilessly bullied in school. Oh. I think we can all unanimously, unanimously agree on the internet and part of RHAP. Uh, sincerely, a message to the bullies. If you guys could just board a rocket and maybe like fire yourself into the sun, that would be <laughs> ideal. Honestly, thank you guys. You could do that. Uh, because yeah, of course, like uh, Vithin's opening up moment was was fantastic to see. It really was. It was heartwarming. It was touching. And honestly, Andy was the perfect person to open up to as well, because Andy wears his heart on his sleeve. If there's anybody in that circle that's really going to respond well to this, it's Andy. Yeah. Yeah. And Andy's been growing on me over the week. Uh, now, granted, he's made some bad calls. Um, and uh, I was a little I was a little annoyed at the end of the week. But um, in terms of like uh, the I, 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 again, I've been worried that there's going to be like a little bit of like self-righteousness to the like, I'm a genuine person. Anyone else is bad. And there's a little bit there. He has a ta- conversation with Gemma that I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, but I feel like it's not nearly as pronounced as it has been in the past with Andy, uh, with like other other players in that role. And um, it does feel like he is just like there for for genuine connection and to to meet people and to be kind to them. Um, and he also does understand it's a game, but he's also just like kind of being a good guy. And so I, I, I'm 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 OK with Andy right now. I'm I'm very curious to see. In my opinion of Andy uh, definitely will uh, hinge upon uh, how he reacts to the latest events that we'll get to. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I definitely thought this was a good call to to go to Andy, and this was a this was a very nice conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, with with regards to these shows, obviously everyone's there. The money's a big factor. You want to get a hundred thousand pounds. That's a lot of money. That's a lot you can do with that. But I do think that, you know, a lot of reality TV, especially the competitive ones, is people from different walks of life coming together, getting new experiences. Vithin, someone who's been very open from the beginning, that Vithin doesn't feel like he is the popular one. He is here to prove something to himself. He's here to try something new. It's scary. He's mentioned just getting out of his own bubble to come try this out is a big triumph for him, and he's very proud of himself for that. So I commended him. It's not easy to be on the on, in the minority group again with the, with the voting, and then to like come back to the group and be like, hey, uh, I defied what everyone else did. So this was a good bounce back Andy was the right choice and we will definitely talk about Andy because I do sense some stuff that I'm going to put out there that we can discuss but that's for later all right hey Drew Scott here and I'm Jonathan Scott reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance they can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Um, We're also going to get a little session of uh, adding some new photos, and uh, you can make anonymous comments 
on them. <laughs> uh, Vithin, of course, is going to take the opportunity to troll, which I love every single time. Um, we uh, we get a little bit of Saeed's suspicion. It seems like mo- a lot of people are are suspect of Saeed in uh, in the game, and uh, and some Gemma bashing. That's what we got here. <laughs> of course, some Gemma bashing. There's Gemma bashing all weeks from all direction. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the one thing I take from this game, because it was entertaining seeing some more photos, when it comes to these games, anonymity is key. Anonymity delivers content. And I oh, think yeah. they may be sort of wisened up to that because a lot of the games that we have this week involved a sort of an- anonymous process. And we will get to... Oh my god, we will get to portrait mode, which <laughs> so good. Oh my we'll get to it. We'll get to every, it. Every every single time they do this game, it's amazing, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think anonymity has to be the key going forward. Yes. Uh we get some uh catfish hunter chat with Gemma, Saeed, and Andy. Um Andy Andy mentions that uh he is he sees Dot kind of like he sees Saeed. And and I don't care about how he sees Dot really, but I do care about how he sees Saeed. Which uh, is that he wants, essentially he says he wants Saeed to be true, but he doesn't believe necessarily that he is. Um, and he'll need to talk to Saeed about it at some point. Um, and that's, uh, that's, again, a kind of a recurring theme here with Saeed is that people don't necessarily believe that he's completely who he says he is. But they do like Saeed a lot. Um, and, and so there's a little bit of, uh, of conflict there. Um, and Dot and Saeed are also going to uh, start up a little flirty thing uh, going on, uh, and this is uh, I, 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 I this is pretty fun, I guess. Uh, it's much better than the other flirting, Chantal. Definitely much better than the other flirting is because they're both catfishes playing somebody else. So it's just all of it's awkward. They're both older. Um, and so they're both allowing each other to get away with whatever each other is saying because they're just trying to get away with it themselves. And so it's just allowing them to have this weird little flirt man's happen uh, without really calling the other person out just because they know that they're also deceiving. So it's, it's fun to watch, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think one of us, one of us might need to check up on, on Hashu in real life here because I think he might have back problems because right now he's carrying this damn show in terms oh! of comedy. Oh yes, <laughs> he is the only comedic presence that I care about, and thank God that he's there because he fully fills that quota. Like he's honestly had me cackling at some points. Not a lot of shows get like let me do that, especially reality TV. Hashu is so funny, so yeah. funny. Hashu's hands down my favorite person we've ever had in the circle, ever. You know, as a brown guy, having another brown guy on the show is great for one. And then for him to play this Saeed character and play it so well to the point where people are pretty much like, listen, I think he's a catfish, but I don't care. Like, I, that's how good he's doing it. Yeah. That's how good he's doing it. And he toes this line magnificently of, I'm going to play a 65 year old, but I'm going to talk about farting. I'm going to play a 65 year old, <laughs> but are you a virgin? Like, he really does toe that line well. And the comedy keeps coming with him. And I just, I love every bit of it. I love every bit of Saeed. Hashu's brilliant. And I'm just so happy to be watching him in real time play out. Yeah, it's it's very fun. I I've I've enjoyed uh, Saeed a lot. Um, we're then gonna get to uh, the Nana chat. Nana chat. This is where Dot is going to open up a chat with the geezer gals uh, plus Gemma. Um, and this is when Gemma kind of opens up about feeling a bit like an outsider, especially after all of the uh, stuff with the photos. Um, and uh, and this is when like. 
Gemma is trying to get in with the women. And this is when the this is really when the split happens between Menrika and Tally, because uh, Tally is like, oh, this is so sweet. Like she's opening up about feeling like she's left out. Like I like I, I can relate to that. Uh, I, I I like that she's opening up to me. I feel like she's giving me something now. And Manrika's like, screw her. I can't believe she's doing this. Obviously, both uh, Tally and I know that this is BS. I don't want her getting anywhere near me, but I've got to be nice. So I'll <laughs> pretend that I accept it. Um, and so they're doing that. And then I thought it was really funny is that the entire time this conversation is happening, uh, Dot keeps interjecting like, hey, 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 this is about Dot. Uh, you guys have your own drama, but this is a dot. This is Nana chat. This is about <laughs> me. <laughs> Which was so much, so much. Priya. I, I, it's uh, way too much. Yeah, it's it, a lot of stuff flying over here. A lot to unpack. Basically, this is where you see Manrika playing the game. She clearly, for whatever reason, whether valid or not, does not mess with Jem at all. At all, um, I don't know if it's she sees right through what exactly was the cat like the catalyst for this. But Tally's this is for me personally where Tally starts changing in my views. We talked about Manrika a bunch now. We've talked about say Tally. Last time we left it, I was like Tally, you're doing too much. Why the con? Like this is not a big deal. But Tally has been such a warm presence in the show, so accepting of everyone and anyone that I've loved it. I love that she was like, no, Gemma, come here. Yeah, yeah, we're we're team now. It's good. Um, obviously, Dot has her own agendas with all this chat to like get in the good graces of everyone, but you can only do kiss kiss send so many times, Dot, before I just like <laughs> you fade into the background with all these big personalities. So do better, do better on your own. But this was fun to see because I do think this is where Manrika starts you know, kind of feeling herself a little bit of like, I've got, I've got good energy. I'm feeling good. I feel powerful. I need to be in control. I'll be okay with her for now. But I, if I have anything to say about it, Gemma's not long for this world for me. Yeah. Uh, and I'm totally, I'm totally with you on Tally at the end of last week on the podcast. I was like, I was, I was kind of hoping for orange Tally to win out. Cause that would have been more fun. And yeah. blue Tally's right. not really giving me much by the end of this week. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> she is a gem of a human being. <laughs> uh, I, I was there. I was there. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, Taryn. I completely feel you. <laughs> um, so <laughs> We're going to get a circle siblings chat uh, between Andy, Vithin, and uh, Manrika. This is when she talks about how she is digging Felix, but this this alliance here, uh, the circle siblings is definitely um, this is one that like it really reaches across different groups because Andy's in with uh, with Gemma and and Saeed and Dot and Manrika's in with Felix and Tally and uh, I guess a little bit Gemma. Um, and then uh, Vithin is kind of, you know, a, a little bit out on his own here. Um, he's he's still got Billy at this point, but long. <laughs> Um, so, uh, this is really, I think this is why the power structure rests between, uh, Andy and Manrika for this week is that this whole circle siblings, uh, idea. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to the circle, the Alliance chart is so many like different threads going everywhere. Kind of looking like James when he's got Billy in the center of his board, like it's Mm -hmm. very, very hard to decipher, but 
as Taryn said, I think this sibling chat is really the core, maybe the strongest alliance. I don't know, because they had they have sort of like toes everywhere. They have voices in almost every conversation. And that makes it in so, so powerful. And I believe Manrika Saeed and Andy, they're all from Birmingham as well. So they have like a geographical connection. So, I mean, like, you don't want to betray someone that might live down the road from you. <laughs> that Brummy link. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. They're, they're vibing hard. And like Andy, especially, I think, and I, this is why I think someone like Said is in a better position if the, if the game was about to finish next week, because everyone sees Andy as the head of the snake. That's the, as the moving, as the father figure, as the main head of the table. Everyone is seeing this so much so that even if they don't have that big of a link, they're like, if I warm up to Andy, I'll be fine. So like, that's the one person I'm going to try and keep connection with. So I do think that these three, like this is the, the stronger connections are with these three and they've kind of got hands in every cookie jar. But I think Andy is the cookie jar. He is the cookie jar. He's just in control of pretty much everything to me. So do we know, like, is it been taped in advance? Like, or is it like happening in, it is in advance? Okay. Cause it feels to me as though Andy's getting kind of a winner's edit kind of, I was kind of like, Hmm, it seems like they want us to like him. And I do, I do like him. And it seems like it's, everybody's coming to him and it's his story that's being told and he gets to make the decisions of a lot of things in the game. And so I'm not, I'm not sure if they're showing us this for no reason, or it's because like, he's going to be taking the top spot at the end. So that's, what's been happening with me this week is that I feel like it's a Andy's game to lose right now. I mean, it, it, I think it feels that way for me because, because he is the center of attention right now, right? <laughs> and that's usually not a good place to be. I would actually be very mm-hmm. surprised if Andy won this game, considering that he has been at the top for so long. Um, you know, being in that position means that at the end of the game, people are going to be like, can't rate Andy too high. He's, he's the most popular. We got to just maybe strategically knock him down a few pegs. Yeah. Um, and uh, I also, you know, uh, since the previous seasons have aired live, this one is the first one in the UK that has been taped. I'm I'm not sure like how their editing works. Um, I think it, it's the same production team that made the Circle US. Um, so I, I definitely did get a sense that uh, in that season we had a little bit of a winner's edit. Um, but uh, but it's 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 hard to know. Um, I think that we've gotten some decent coverage of most of the players. Like we see a decent amount of Vithin, even though he's not really involved in many of the big decisions. Uh, we see uh, lots of Gemma. We see lots of Manrika, Tally. I, I do feel like we we kind of do have everyone's perspective, and uh, and I do think that the Andy coverage right now is is real to or true to the experience because they're all talking about Andy's Andy's the guy. He's the most popular. He's always making the decisions. Like. You know, he, uh, yeah, row in the, in the chat and he's in the Tim position a little bit. And I agree. Definitely. I get big Tim vibes, especially with the, with the whole, like the, the authenticity hunt of like, Mm. I need to make sure (laughs) that you are the most authentic person. All right. Bring him in for examination. Let me see. True. Okay. Yeah. I I think he's being honest. There's a lot of that with Andy. And we've talked about this last week so far, he's still in the middle as far as like, is it getting to the self-righteous era? Not yet. It could potentially with more people coming in, uh, more reveals of catfishes could help or, you know, like whoever gets unmasked pretty much. So I do think Andy is in that position. Honestly, though, if I'm, if I'm looking at this and I'm thinking who looks like they're in the lead, because like you said, Taryn, um, especially when it comes to the end, these are all like, we've seen a lot of strategic voting 
this season so far, which makes me believe more than ever, the final ratings are going to be just muddied with strategic voting. Someone like Vithin, if Vithin's at the end, Vithin might be collecting this check at the end because everyone's going to be dumping each other into the ground. Um, someone like Saeed, maybe if Saeed keeps ending, not ending up getting first and second and is like liked, but isn't in the top two, like uh, visually not a bad spot to land either. So as far as editing goes, it's been pretty balanced. And someone did mention Celebrity UK. I did not see the winner coming a mile away. So I didn't actually anything can happen here. Truly. <laughs> we should all also acknowledge we're only halfway through. Like these people's stories are only half told and we could have a complete heel turn like Manrika going from probably, if not the audience's favorite to like second favorite, at least now she's despised. I love her, but like Twitter audience is sort of like Ma and Pa on the sofa. Mm. They hate Manrika. So yeah, these, these people's stories could turn on a heel, turn on a dime. I mean, really, the thing that you kind of want in the circle is to go heel. I mean, that's that's what Big Nasty did. Uh, you know, that's what Kate did. Um, you know, uh, Patty didn't really do a heel turn, but he was part of the strategic alliance. And uh, and that definitely helped. Um, so, you know, you, you, you kind of sometimes want a little bit of a, a, a dip. You want some kind of decline in popularity just before the end game uh, to give you a little bit of a, a potential strategic boost. But uh, we'll see. Isn't that just the crazy thing with the circle? Like Paddy, as you mentioned, we might have not even met our winning uh, our winner yet. Yeah. yeah. Like everything up until this point might have been useless. The winner could be chucked in day 18. I wouldn't put it past the producers just to have a twist that goes completely unbalanced and completely in their favor. And they waltz away with the £100,000 check. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's crazy. There you go. Uh, we're going to get some questions um, and uh, I don't have like all the questions written down, but basically uh, Felix and Dot are going to be the judges on who answered this question the best. Um, Saeed is going to get the first question um, talking about, uh, you know, his uh, his his uh, like what he wants to do with the money. Um, and it's uh, as Vithin calls it, a, a sob story. Um, and so. Um, this is when we hear from uh, Gemma, actually, that uh, that I, I, he might have said it before, but uh, Gemma plans on uh, uh, giving half of the winnings uh, to nurses. Um, and I think I saw somewhere on social media that he actually doesn't plan on keeping any of the winnings. The other half might go to like the other players or to you know, something else. Um, but uh uh, that's uh, we hear for, about that. Um, Tally opens up about uh, how she has uh, ADHD um, and that uh, this it's like a big thing for her to be here and that she had to sort of like, um, you know, go through. Uh, that's that's one of the things that she's proud of, uh, that she uh, has been able to overcome that Vithin is proud of being there. And this this is getting very like uh, Vithin says they're sob stories, but they're nice. stories. It's, it's nice to see people opening up about this stuff. I think I can't remember who quite was who was choosing the winner of the sort of battle of the sob stories. Was that Dot again? I can't quite remember. Dot was choosing this one. And this yeah. is what Gemma talks about working through COVID. Um, and this is when uh, I believe. And, and then Manrika talks about her dad. Um, hmm. And I, I was going to say this. This is a horrible position for Dot, aka Scott, to be in because. Of course, they couldn't have planned this, but it did turn out to be a sort of battle of the sob stories. Uh, I think that was the way it was always inevitably going to go. 
And now Dot is faced with this position of, of course, making one friend, earning some brownie points by saying, yes, your sob story is the best. But then imagine telling somebody that their sob story isn't quite good enough for this one. Like, oh, your sob story is second best, third best. Like, yeah. this person's got a better sob story than you. It didn't show it on the show, but I've got to imagine that might feel a little bit painful. Yeah. This this thing like, I just opened up, like, it's hard, it's hard to open up about, like, uh, like, I just, you know, I just opened up about having ADHD, right? Like, uh, and then if you're not chosen after that, it's like, well, I guess my vulnerability wasn't good enough. Like, that's the <laughs> worst possible scenario. Yeah. I mean, the other part of it, too, is like, I just bared my soul, talked about my hardship. Nice. They're going to give me a beer for it. Awesome. Like, you're, like the stakes to which you're burying your soul for are so small in the circle, too, that like if someone sees it as a, just a ploy to be getting goods, that's not great. But you, with the circle, you should always take it with literally the ones that are being real are opening up about their history and the ones that are catfishes whether or not they're lying about it are also talking about something from a real place. Like when Gemma's talking about the nurses and COVID, I mean, I don't think, yes, he's not a nurse that went through COVID, but he's definitely channeling that thinking about them and the, you know, bringing that up is still, he has thought about it. You know, he has felt that for them. He feels that sorrow for them and is using that story, but it is, it's these parts of the episode get very heavy. Because obviously you're learning a lot about people in, in one hit within a span of 10 minutes. I've learned about everyone's trauma. It's a lot. It's a lot to sit through. But hey, you get a spot treatment if you say it right. So but whether or not they, they win in the end, I think it's a really good opportunity for them to show some a part of themselves to everybody. And I think it's going to be useful for them to like touch up on a conversation or if you related to them in a certain way, it's just like a conversation point that um, allows you to connect better with people. So it might not get you the win, but I think it could do serve them really well later on in the game. So it's still a plus, I think. I think. I think in that situation, it's essential, especially once you see the sort of flow of the conversation, because I've got experience with it. I was on a game show for £100,000 conveniently, and like the same conversation came up in the early days. We're all sat around the table. Um, we all asked each other, like, oh, what would you do with the money if you want it? Unfortunately, I went first and I did not read the, the vibe of the room. I was completely <laughs> off. And I said like a joke answer, like, oh, my unicycle broke and I'd buy a replacement one, which is true. And then to my shock and horror, we go one by one down the table. Every single person says, or just opens up their heart and says, I've got this person who I'd spend on. I've got this person. And hand on heart, every single person said that they would donate it to a charity. Now, my show's said and done. Has any money been donated to a charity? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I really don't think so. But they said the right thing at the right moment. It doesn't matter what you're actually going to do with the money. If you have an opportunity to sort of spread your story, you have to take it. Yeah. Uh, and this this is a this is a big miss for both Billy and Gemma. I think uh, Billy, who says he will spend the money on like uh, a car and something as trainers. trainers. Um, <laughs> and then also like, who do you admire most? Uh, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is probably the person. Um, and, uh, and Gemma tries to go for like a joke and gets all beggy, uh, which was just a, a terrible look uh, here. 
Um, and so uh, ultimately, Vithin is chosen for the final uh, round. Vithin chooses Billy to uh, do whatever the thing was with him, which means that Gemma is the person left out of this round. And uh oh, <laughs> that's bad news for Gemma. Where did this come from, by the way? All of it, like one moment they are playing a lighthearted game for like some beers, some tea, and some spa treatment. Then all of a sudden, the losing player, like they, it wasn't even set out at the beginning that there would that there would be a losing player. The losing player is now landed with like a horrendously unbalanced twist that risks their entire existence in this game. I, it just it took me by surprise. Let's just say that. Basically, it all came down to okay. So you as a player do not have a a pair in this game. Good. We're going to make your game harder because you don't have it easy. So here's what we're going to do. And and it's called the assassin. So this is clearly something that um, either they were planning on trying regardless, but we haven't had anything quite like this in the prior season of the circle UK. This is very much more closer to like the big brother mechanisms that I'm used to in North America. Taryn, Liana and I've been watching every night. And the minute this happened, Liana was like, I need to know what Taryn thinks of this. So from the other room, I'm sending a message from Liana's sake to you, Taryn, what did you think of this happening in real time? Uh, hor- horrendously on, unfair uh but i was very <laughs> excited about it <laughs> um, because so uh so Gemma's punishment is that she has become the circle assassin and she has the goal of making sure that somebody gets blocked she has to choose one target if she does not get that person blocked she will be blocked herself um now, immediately, I was like, oh, this is fun. This is interesting. Uh, like, easy target. Go for one of the new new players are immune. Hmm. <laughs> That's a lot harder. Uh, okay, okay. Billy is basically the only option. Gemma is correct, uh, is able to deduce that Billy is the option here. Um, and I, I gotta say, I, I like I like this twist. Um, I wish, I, I feel like this is something like, I feel like stuff like this, give it to a person that's already been blocked, just like they did with uh, with uh, Yolanda, right? Um, mm-hmm. If somebody gets blocked, give them a second chance, have them come in as a catfish with the objective, eliminate somebody from the game. Uh, I guess that might have been too similar to the cloning situation, but... I mean, it's basically basically was somewhat similar anyway. Right. Um, so I, I feel like maybe a, a more fair way of doling out this punishment would have been uh, my preference. But I like the idea and I think that it led to some uh, some fun and interesting stuff. So uh, overall, I'm, I'm for it. Yeah. Love them or hate them. The twists add so, so much to the show. The sort of core format of just a popularity contest. Yeah, The game sucks. Isn't. The yeah, game oh, exactly. is useless. This isn't it's, like it's Big Brother, enough. where I'm like, the game is beautiful, uh, and it provides <laughs> great content, don't mess it up. The circle by itself, the game of it is is garbage. <laughs> uh, so, like, the good parts of it are, like, the interaction, seeing people talk out their own, uh, you know, what they're saying, how they're reacting in the moment, and and then just, like, creating any kind of situation to put them in drama and like make them react is uh is is what you need to to spice up the game in this in this sense 
Oh yeah, and are the are the twists horribly unbalanced? Yes. Are the twists are like horrific, horrifically unfair? Yes. But that's just what makes the show special. And it also forces everybody to strategize a little bit more. And um, there's not that much strategy in the circle. Like, yes, there is like with you, your, how you rank people and like what you say to people. Yes, there's strategy going on. But like when you have to figure out what you're going to sp- say, especially if you're a catfish to a certain person to get that person out of the game, like it gets them thinking a lot more. And um, I like seeing that. So I find them fun. The twists are fun here. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly what you said, Chantel. I've mentioned it a couple times, but sometimes us little like mild-mannered British people, we sort of need a a nudge or just sometimes (laughs) a full-on push to be strategic, to play the game. And if the twists do that, I agree. Just let them do their thing. I my only qualm, and this is definitely coming at you results oriented here, was that I didn't want Gemma to have to do it because Gemma is already someone like James has already proven to be a strategic player, not just because he's playing a catfish, but because he's doing some underhanded things to try and get further with other people, try and pull out the heartstrings. So it's someone who I know is capable of playing the game. So making him do this, obviously it's hard, but I just felt so bad the entire time because in order to survive Gemma essentially has to wreck her own game to the core by pushing such an agenda and like putting Billy in the line of fire and trying to do everything you can every conversation we saw from Gemma from there on out was so intense so like charged so all caps (laughs) sending fireworks oh we got the winners of the world cup wrong like literally like Anything you can to get this going. I felt so bad for Gemma because all I could think of was even if you survive, (laughs) do I see you having longevity at this point? And it's terrifying to see how far you're going to go. Yeah, I I gotta say I I like I like Gemma. Uh, I I think he's really fun to watch uh, on the show. I love the juxtaposition of this massive dude with a couple of dogs playing uh, Gemma, the nurse. Mm. Um, and, and I also like that, like, this is a great way of sort of like, uh, like trapping the sort of self-righteous people who are like, Oh, how dare someone catfish? How dare someone catfish as a nurse? But like, he is one of the like least personal players. He's very rarely mean to anyone. He w- he is going to be donating half of his money to nurses and then giving the other half to the other players the other finalists uh somebody confirmed that to me in the chat uh and so like egg on everyone's face if they think they can judge this guy for for catfishing them on a game about catfishing um and so uh i i I really enjoy him and i like that he's strategic i did not necessarily i do not necessarily always agree with his tactics i think that he uh, he blunders quite a bit here um First of all, with the begginess in the question round previously to get him mm-hmm. in this position, potentially, uh, if uh, he had the nurse COVID thing, he went for it, but he did it poorly. He was just like working through COVID was hard. Like, tell a story about mm-hmm. working through COVID. You would automatically win that. Um, but uh, but no. Um, and then he goes in on Billy by opening up this uh, catfish hunter chat and uh, and says, uh OMG, big letters. He loves big letters. Uh, <laughs> always big letters. Um, exclamation mark. Uh, that uh, Billy is definitely, all caps, a catfish. Um, and I was like, chill. It's like, cool. 
be cool no i was just watching him do this i think it's because they only have a certain amount of time that they're allowed to talk to each player so it's like okay i have my time slot to talk to whomever i want at this certain moment and so that they can get the camera crews in there and filming it and stuff and so i think that he's just like i gotta go all in right now because i don't know if i have another chance i need to plant a seed and i don't think he had enough time to kind of finesse and edit what he was going to say he just had to get something out there and hopefully it was going to stick so on that note i don't know about you guys but I would personally absolutely love to hear what the sort of game parameters are. I, I would love to know, is there a word count? Is it, as Chantel said, like a time limit? Do you have five minutes and then get your entire conversation out like that? Because mm. we know it's not sort of just f- like free flowing throughout the day. That's no. not how it is. It's very, very structured. I would love to know how it is structured and in, in what way. So... Taryn, you can clarify any of this if you have more info. I believe, because I went through a rabbit hole last year of trying to discover it. I think they get like a finite number of you can initiate this many chats a day. And then if someone else initiates with you, that's lucky, more combo for you. But you yourself get like a specific number of circles, start chat with blah, blah, blah. Um, And then I'm assuming they're on a time limit that they just can't keep chatting. So then that's a whole other thing. But the urgency to which Gemma was going with this, you could tell I have 24 hours. I got to lock it all in. And Here's the thing. I 1000% believe that a lot of these chats that Gemma had were too intense and were not a thousand percent great. But because of the fact that there wasn't a lot of time, it was very effective. And I would argue almost like flawlessly up until one combo shook things up at the end. Well, see, I felt like, like, okay, I get the, I get that maybe he needs to go a bit dramatic here to make sure that the point goes, gets across. However, I thought that immediately a mistake was made when he uh, when he made a claim that was easily contradictable, easily contradicted. Right. He says Billy didn't even know who won the World Cup. He doesn't know anything about football. Um, and it's like that. That's bad because it all he needs to do. All somebody needs to do is ask Billy who won the World Cup or anything about football. And you will come across like a liar and this could easily backfire. And we saw that that very nearly screwed him up. All I think all he needed to do was say that, like, oh, he slipped up and, you know, said said something wrong, said uh, like that. He, he said he was in his 30s or like uh, he he referred to himself as a woman, um, like something that can't be contradicted. Um, and uh, and and like, why would anybody not believe you when you say that? Right. Uh, they have every reason to believe you and no reason to believe him. Uh, but when you when you give out specific things that uh, that can be contradicted, that's that's where the, the mistake was made. And, and I, like I said, I think it very nearly uh, cost him. I mean, if Andy is the so-called catfish hunter that he thinks he is, he should have grabbed that information and ran straight to Billy to test it, mm-hmm. to get that like definitive answer. But I mean... Hey, he's, he's got to work up to that title. He has not earned the Catfish Hunter title yet. Yeah, I feel like because, you know, when when Andy talks to Billy at the end and asks him about West Ham, Billy not only mentions some current players, but then mentions like Carlos Tevez, which was like 2004 or five. Like this is an old, old piece of news for football trivia from West Ham. So you can tell immediately Billy knows his stuff. Now, obviously, we've seen in past seasons where like um, uh, someone's mom can have a notebook with all their like sons, like takes and stuff. So that's fine. 
I think it was a combination of for Andy being like, listen, Gemma came in very intense, but also I believe in Gemma. Saeed believes in Gemma. So I think I have to lean on this as opposed to leaning on Billy, who could just be pulling one over me because as far as the football thing, I 100% agree was the worst thing to go with. But also with that little time left, maybe it's like, okay, maybe that was too good. Like maybe you named too many players now. So I feel like Andy just played jump rope with it all the way to the end there. of like, I don't know where to go with this. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, so Gemma's also going to go to the geezer gal chat. Um, and they were already anti Billy. This was a, again, I think the best move that Gemma made was choosing Billy as the target. Um, there was already some suspicion there. And so uh, Gemma is sort of able to divert Manrika towards like, yeah, I don't trust Gemma, but I also don't trust Billy. Um, and so they are going to be anti Billy. Um, then we uh, we're going to sidetrack or no, let's let's we can skip to uh, Gemma is also going to go to Felix and Dot. Um, and this is where this is really bad. This is like uh, like you don't even know these people. And you're being very obvious here. She's like, uh, hey, so I talked to Billy and Billy said that she that he suspected you. But ah, we all think that Billy's a catfish. Just just throwing it out there. OK, well, be a little I mean, more obvious. It would be so easy, so, so easy to say like, oh, this this strategy by Gemma is just horrific. It was painstakingly obvious. But being results oriented, it worked. And I'm still kind of getting my head around how it worked, but it worked. So I can't slate it that much. I mean, I can because it was awful, but it it worked out. (laughs) Somehow it worked and I can't get my head around it. Well, I think what must have happened is that there's certain time slots. Like, so say like he knew that most people will have all their conversations done by a certain time. And so he probably knew he just probably just want to be the last person that says something because he knows the blocking's coming up before they might be able to have some other conversations. And so I think that he was just trying to make sure that he wasn't going to be blocked. It was going to be Billy. And then he'll just deal with the aftermath after that happens. Um, I think that that's kind of what his approach was because it didn't seem like he was trying to make sure of anything happening in the future. It just looked like his one objective was to stay in the game and get Billy out. That was it. Yeah, I think that if you're in Gemma's spot, whether it's messy or not, you have to sacrifice your bit of your game to pass at this point. Because, I mean, Gemma's not going to know that, oh, it's going to come down to me and Billy. Pick the right person still, but to go through out of your way to make sure that that target happens, sacrificed a lot, did it very messily in the little time. It ultimately works bizarrely enough. And I think, and I genuinely think the benefit is that it came down to Gemma and Billy as the last two on the shortlist that were even in contention to go home. I genuinely think that's what it came down to. And, and that's why Gemma got lucky because it was sloppy. And if there was literally one other person on that shortlist, maybe they would have gone instead and, and Gemma would have been in a sea of trouble. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, uh, that uh, again, it's really came down to the choice of, of Billy as the target. I think that was the, yeah. the right call to make. And, and I agree. I think that sacrificing a little bit of your game, uh, I think it could have been done better, but I think it was worth doing more so than worth uh, than than like withholding because again, like having a bit of a dip is actually not that bad as long as you don't leave because of it. Um, right. I think that Gemma absolutely would have a shot to win this whole thing if she makes it to the end because some people might be like, ah, but are they going to rate Gemma high after that whole assassin thing? Um, so 
it's uh, it's not that bad to to not be popular as as again as long as you're able to survive. That's the key: survive while being not that popular. That's where uh, that's where Vithin is really in a sweet spot right now. Um, so we're gonna get a bit from Saeed. Uh Saeed, who has been head over heels in love with Manrika. <laughs> for uh like ever since he spoke to her um and this is going to be a storyline and it's very funny to me because Manrika's in this middle school romance with uh with Felix and uh and Saeed is having a middle school crush on uh Manrika a woman he barely knows um and is like head over heels for writing poems about um and uh talking about like oh there's this other guy that's better looking than me it's very annoying <laughs> um and it's very funny uh and so he talks he he's unfortunately uncle zoned himself um <laughs> and uh this is going to be a problem for him Rowan Oh, it absolutely is. And honestly, screw every other showman that's on the show right now. Hashu just pining after Manrika. I love it. Oh, I absolutely love it. And it just, it pulls on my heartstrings the poem that he wrote for him. Number one, that was beautiful. Number two, it's a crime <laughs> that Manrika never got to hear it on the, on the actual game of the show. Uh, but yeah, I mean, at this point, Manrika, you're not good enough for Hashu. Hashu deserves yeah. anybody on this planet. I'm, I'm shipping it. Hashu and Tally. That's what I'm shipping. Yeah, that is what I'm shipping oh. after last night. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> no, it's it's adorable, and I think I think with Hashu, obviously the affection is very strong for for the fact that he's never met this person and hasn't really talked with her. Like he hasn't flirted with her at all. You know what I mean? But I think that the fact that they're both from Birmingham, he's definitely met someone that Manrika reminds him of. Right? He's had that crush on someone like Manrika. Same energy, same vibes. So someone he's met before. So I definitely think that is part of it for sure. And it doesn't help that Felix is there now doing all the flirting and he's like <laughs> I was just uncle but now I don't want to be now I want to like <laughs> protect her so it, it's a very very rock and a hard place for, for Saeed here for Hashu rather Yeah, I was going to say it's, it's, I'm still workshopping in my brain right now it's not something I'd thought of before trying to, trying to really really for, like play 4D chess here really read into the edit Saeed kind of knows the gigs up a little bit. Like a lot of people suspect him of not being real. Is there any chance, any chance that Hashu feels so strongly for Manrika that he just drops the catfish completely and just like reveals himself to be himself and just has a shot? Is there any chance of that? I don't think so. I hope not. I don't think so. (laughs) I I hope not as well. Oh my God. If, if, If he throws it away for love, Oh, I would be so we'll, disappointed. We'll, we'll talk about it later, but there's a moment with Hashu, uh, aka Saeed, uh, where I, I, I really like. This is when I was like, okay, I really respect this guy because uh, he was he did not let the crush for Manrika get in the way of uh, of being himself. Um, so uh, I, th- I think, I think hopefully we're good in that on that front. Um, but uh, we get into the ratings. Um, and uh, just before the ratings this is when Billy uh, finally is able to ace these football questions with Andy. And he's like, oh, did Gemma lie? Um, but it's not going to be enough because uh, Billy is in last place. Uh, then there's a tie for uh, I think it was fourth place. Gemma, Vithin and Saeed. Uh, then Tally was in third. 
And Andy and Manrika are the influencers. And I really thought this was it for Gemma. I thought there's no way Andy. I thought if if Tally got in there, maybe. But uh, but if Andy goes in there and he's with Manrika and Andy says, well, Gemma said this, but this contradicts it. I was like, Manrika's going to be like, yes, get Gemma out. I was I thought for sure that they would block Gemma. Um, and I got to say, I was very surprised. I was very surprised when they did not. Chantel. No, I totally agree with you. Like, I was actually shocked. I was like, w- like we missed. We obviously didn't get shown something, but like, I was. I really thought that Gemma was going to be gone there. I was like, there's no way that that that's going to happen. That, that she was going to stay. Like, she's going to make it through. Like, no way. So I was like, ah, okay, okay, he did it. Um, I was impressed, but shocked. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for Billy. I, Billy seemed like a fine kid uh you know wasn't giving I kept me a lot who he was like i was always like who's billy who's the billy person and i'm like oh that guy like and multiple times i would forget who billy was no shade like i, I think he's a, a lovely guy and like i liked him but i really did forget who he was a lot of the time yeah, and he yeah. Was even- like i didn't remove him from my notes after i found out he was eliminated he just wasn't in my notes for most of up until now, you know, listen, Billy's story and journey of self-discovery was completed. He learned how to use the oven case closed. He, he found himself. If he can cook now, it's over. Exactly. He won a prize that's even more valuable than the money. He can cook things now. Isn't that incredible? So no, I, I think Billy was slightly forgettable towards the end because and he's an incredibly difficult person to dislike. There's no, there's oh, yeah. no iota of me that dislikes Absolutely. him. I think we saw his whole character. Mm-hmm. I think his character had sort of run its race. Yeah. And that's fine. I was okay losing him there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's going to uh, be told about the assassin twist. He's going to go meet the assassin. Um, and uh, this was uh, very awkward, but um, <laughs> this, this uh, little... 19 year old uh, going into Gemma's apartment and finding this massive beast of a man in a uh, robe. In a robe. Um, and like, two bulldogs. And two bulldogs. Yeah, I assassinated you. Sorry. I like, uh, I honestly, I expected a little more empathy and compassion from Gemma. Uh, but it was really just like, sorry. Do you want to see my like hit board here? Uh, like, Oh, sorry. This is me thinking that you're your mom. Uh, this is me writing blocked over your face. Uh, funny, right? <laughs> I think it was perfect. And I've got to give kudos to production on this one because James wasn't expecting to see Billy at all. I don't know how it was presented to the circle. I don't know if it just said Billy is off to meet one of you. But James was not expecting Billy to walk through his door. Yeah. There's no way. And I loved it. It made for some really awkward but entertaining tv so awkward <laughs> so after this um we're going to get the reveal that billy was in fact real um and that alone is like uh oh we've been tricked then this this was the part that i thought was the most egregious in terms of setting Gemma up with this assassin thing where they are going to rat Gemma out with no warning <laughs> That Gemma was a secret assassin with a mission to eliminate Billy. Um, and not only do they rat Gemma out, but they do not 
confirm officially that the that the punishment for failure was that Gemma would be blocked. So, so I'm imagining a scenario where Gemma is much more subtle. Gemma is amazing at at you know just tweaking just the right amount to get Billy blocked, and nobody suspects it came from Gemma at all. And then they rat Gemma out and don't say that that they don't say the reason. Um, this would demolish Gemma's game. It's the fact that he screwed up so much and was so obvious about it actually ended up helping because they were like, oh, that's why you were being so annoying. Uh, yeah. And uh, and then Gemma has to explain like, OK, but the only reason I did it is because I would be blocked if Billy wasn't blocked. And they're like, ah bullshit uh like no yeah. way um and it's like what's, what's why didn't you you ratted him out why didn't you confirm the other part yeah that's like <laughs> giving someone the whole recipe to like a turkey dinner but not saying and leave it in there for eight hours like what i'm not gonna cook it right then like you gotta give me like you gotta give that last piece i felt like everything i was okay with this information coming out had they said Gemma had no choice. Okay. Gemma literally had no choice. We made her do this. If you're going to tell them, tell them everything. So, because that honestly is part of what I think causes a big wave in the house, which was for all intents and purposes, production, not giving this bit of information out really caused a ripple effect. Oh yeah. And in my mind, the circle just committed like a cardinal sin of reality TV. Can you in any corner of your brain, imagine like a big brother or survivor just throwing their contestants mm-hmm. or one of their contestants under the bus in this mm-hmm. manner. You just kinda. can't because, well, well, a little bit kind of <laughs> wouldn't put it past big brother. Uh, but it's, it's just remarkable. It's absolutely remarkable. And I think it's just maybe a sign like this is only the third season of the circle. It's still in its relative infancy. It's still really working some stuff out because how they handled this or how they handled the reveal of this twist was just god awful yeah well i think they're just trying to make for good television which it 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 does but um i just felt bad for him because like he really he really couldn't do anything about like maybe with the time factor and all that stuff with how he played trying to get billy out and then he's probably like okay billy's out damn it he's not a catfish because like if he was a catfish everybody everything would be all dandy no nobody mm-hmm. would be that mad at him but he's not a catfish; he's a real person so he just looks like a big jerk now and then production goes and like throws him underneath the bus and doesn't even give the full story about this so it's like he really is be climbing himself out of this mess and the players are not really seeing where he like from where he was coming from here like they're not letting him have it so not yeah, a good like, position for him. Like, here's the thing, too. If if the discussion is well, they can't say they have to say it because Gemma has safety. The twist for the next rating is only the bottom two get revealed and they're in contention. Just don't put Gemma in the bottom two and, and no one's the wiser. You know what I mean? Like, I know that the ratings will count for something, but like, don't count the Gemma ratings secretly. Like, you can also do that. I feel like I feel like there was an opportunity to not disclose if they wanted to. They didn't do that, but then they didn't fully disclose, which is my issue. Just give them all give them everything if you're going to give them everything yeah uh so Gemma is immune from the next blocking which is definitely a, a at least something right uh <laughs> and uh andy's just like what have i done um the, the last this is what i'm really enjoying about andy is that he is the guy 
the last thing he wants to be on TV is the guy that got duped and he is consistently getting duped. Uh, and I'm really enjoying that about Andy. Um, but uh, the uh, Felix feels like this has gone against the moral compass of the game um, and calls Gemma out on her integrity. Uh, and it's like, excuse me? <laughs> exactly. Why? Like, why is she? Why is she being so self righteous about like not being completely morally sa- like sound here when she's being a catfish? Yeah, you she's lying. A catfish. You are currently stringing along a like twenty one year old woman uh, in a fake relationship. Uh, like uh, like uh, oh, uh, um, twenty four. Sorry, twenty four year old woman in a fake relationship, uh, and you're concerned about the integrity of a person who went along with the twist of the game. Wild, wild, and the craziest thing for me is that I don't think this is like a gameplay move. No. for Natalia slash Felix. I think this is genuinely what she feels, and I'm wondering. Like, what? I don't understand. You are clearly deceiving people, and then you get all high and mighty about your integrity and how you have to be true to your word. Uh, What? What? And it would be one thing if it was just in the circle. But no, to us, I herself, she says, this is is bad. Uh, This isn't... Like, what did she want Gemma to do? Be like, well, couldn't possibly try to get somebody else eliminated. I'll just take the L on this one, guys. I, I leave now. <laughs> yeah, I think what I'm noticing with Natal with Felix is that unlike the other catfishes, fishies, fishes, um, when it comes to being a catfish, like we see Saeed or Hashu preface, like Saeed would think blank. We see Gemma say, uh, James say, Gemma would think blank. I don't get that with Natalia. Natalia is like, I don't like this period like this isn't like felix wouldn't enjoy this because felix is a paratrooper and is a man of honor like there's no preface to that that's like you're just telling us you don't you don't mess with this which is then insanely hypocritical considering what you are doing to a person in the circle right now she's being herself yeah what a hypocrite Um, what is it what is twitter saying about her because like that that moment i was so enraged by like just like not seeing that he he was doing something within the the parameters of the game as as is she and i was just kind of like i want felix gone now like i'm not like i'm not standing felix at all i'm like i don't i don't really like his his position here and so i'm wondering if twitter is into him or her uh, anymore or if it's over she what i've seen the whole like felix natalia thing has kind of been overwhelmed by the tsunami of hate uh, that Manrique's been getting. So I haven't seen much about it, but uh, I can't imagine it's been very good. She's like yeah. the villain sidekick at this point, right? Yeah. If True. So I searched it up on Twitter, hashtag the circle space Felix. Mostly, overwhelmingly, I think there's like, it's mostly Manrika hate, but everyone's rooting for Felix to make it to the end because they want the Dan and Kate of it all. They want the Dan and Kate reveal. So I think Felix is getting rooted for just to get to the end for that reveal, which to be honest, I need. I need in my veins. I need it bad. I need that to happen, but that's for a whole other reason that we haven't even touched yet. So we'll get there. <laughs> uh, so uh, Felix calls out Gemma in the public chat. Vithin is like, that was brave but stupid. Um, and uh, Gemma defends herself. And this is, uh, again, a funny situation where, like, Manrika and Tally have completely opposite reactions. Where Manrika's like, oh, screw her. 
And Tally's like, oh, poor Gemma. Um, and uh, the Circle siblings are then gonna, going to apologize to Vithin for taking out his buddy. Um, Felix and Dot are going to make a little new person uh, alliance. Um, that's going to be important. Uh, we get the uh, more geezer gals chat with um, Enrique and Tally continuing to have completely opposite reactions to Gemma, uh, which is just never not funny to me. Um, and then uh Saeed chats with Manrika about Felix and he talks about she says that look if you don't approve if you don't think uh Felix is good for me then I'll drop him and uh he's like oh, I have the power I have the power to block Felix um but I'm I'm going to lay down my power I am not going to use it um and uh it was really for me I was like uh Saeed Ashu, you, you didn't you really have that power. <laughs> it wouldn't have worked. Um, no. But uh, this is this is funny stuff. The interrogation. Are are you a virgin? Um, do you, how tall are you? Uh, all great stuff here from Hashu. Yeah. Again, Hashu knows how to bring comedy to any situation. And that's one of the many reasons why I love him. Um, I think he's genuinely. Here's the problem is that I think a lot of them just think like, Saeed just doesn't seem like he would be in here. I think that's mostly it because he really is playing the role of like the uncle with the dirty jokes really well. He just is. And I think there's just little moments where they're like, I don't think based on the way Hashu's typing the words out, because like obviously we talked about this last week where Hashu is using a, he's using his accent to like really try and become the the Saeed that he wants it to be. But then he'll use some vocabulary that they'll look at it like, I feel like someone would not have this there as, at 65 years old with the with the kind of broken English you're trying to make it seem here. Like, um, was it in the first week where someone said, I don't think my 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 dad. Yeah, it was Vithin who said, I don't think my uncle or my dad would have known what banter means. So there is a little bit of that to him. But again, I don't care. Just like the people in the circle. I don't care. I love it so much. I'm so happy we have Saeed here and he just brings the comedy always. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we're then going to get to some limericks, um, and, uh, we, uh, Saeed's is great. Um, do, do we have, does did anyone write these down? <laughs> no, I come, I wrote my own. I did not okay. transcribe sadly. I thought maybe we would, but, uh, I was like, I'm not going to. I, I thought about it and I was like, oh, no, no, no. So you guys well. watched the episodes, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, really, the circle cutie was yeah, the main one. The standout, the standout is Felix publicly asking Manrika out uh, in one of the cringiest uh, <laughs> things I've seen on television in a while. Um, and, uh, and then uh, afterwards, Saeed has one for Manrika, which was uh, also a little bit, uh, I, I, maybe some people thought it was sweet, but I thought it was a little bit cringe. Um, and so uh, we're then going to get to the um, uh, the interrogation here from Andy to Gemma. Um, okay, you tricked me into blocking Billy. Are you a catfish? Um, and Andy feels like he has he has been able to ask this question to guilt Gemma into and surely nobody would just flat out say no I'm not a catfish and still be a catfish uh, that I mean that's on them if if I believe it at that point um, and here's the thing it actually kind of worked in my opinion because Gemma 
did not flat out deny being a catfish. Gemma swerves the question. Gemma's like, I want to let you know that everything I say to you from this point forward will be genuine and honest, <laughs> and I will support you to the very end of this game. Uh, it was very much, I, I thought, when Gemma was typing this out, I was like, he's admitting. He's admitting he's a catfish, but I'm valuable to your game, so don't out me or anything. Um, but Andy took it as like, oh, honest and genuine. That's it. I'm good. Not a catfish. Uh, sweet, sweet, innocent Andy. What can we say? I mean, of course, of course, like someone whose entire presence in the game is built on lies and they've been doing nothing but lying in every single message. No, I'm sure if you ask them, just simply ask them to be honest, they would be honest. I'm sure that would work. Uh, but of course it doesn't. And Andy is once again duped. Again, it's not been a good week for Andy. Uh, he's been responsible for two blockings. And as the apparent catfish hunter, spoiler, Neither of them were catfish. Uh, not been a pretty week for Andy, but then again, he's still the most popular, so he's still riding this high. Uh, but yeah, maybe his detective skills aren't exactly Sherlock Holmes. Mm. Yeah. So I have a theory I would like to throw out here, okay? Uh, especially when we talk about the the latter episodes of this week. Part of me, I still think Andy is the person Andy says he is. He wants the authentic experience. He wants the he wants the main people to stick around. He wants the catfishes to leave. That is part of his core. I think being in the game, Andy has realized more and more it is a game. And I think the success has made Andy play it a little bit more strategic than he wants us to know. I feel this way because some of these things are too giveaway for someone like Andy, who I saw from the beginning. The first week, Andy was on point with the reads. They're getting murky here, and I don't think, I think Andy knows. I think Andy knows and is playing to Andy's strength to further himself. I mean, we'll talk about the next move that Andy makes in this game, but there are parts of me that just feels like, I love Andy, I've been enjoying Andy. Andy, you know what you're doing, Andy. Come on now. Come on. You're not this foolish. No way. There's I've, no way. I've definitely had that thought. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the the way that uh, it's it's a it's a huge commitment to the role if he is trying to play the audience. Um, but uh, I would not be overly surprised if you were correct, but I would also not be surprised if uh, if this is Andy also just genuinely mm-hmm. Uh, being duped over and over. Um, and honestly, I'd probably lean toward that more so than uh, than the idea that he is uh, trying to dupe us, so to speak. Um, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility at all. Um, I think that that happens a lot on this show. That people come in with the attitude of being self-righteous and then they're not able to drop it. Uh, even though, like, on on the inside, they're They've dropped it, but on the outside, they will. I've already committed. I can't be a hypocrite. So, uh, like, you, they can't like just come out and be like, you know what? I've changed my mind. I guess that's say as well. There, there is maybe some validity in saying that someone might be playing the audience because, of course, there's one hell of an incentive in a fan vote at the end, and there's an audience favorite for a considerable chunk of change. So, it's not like an otherworldly idea to say that someone might come in here and attempt to play a likable character while keeping their gameplay, their sort of slyness under the wraps. But I mean, who knows? I mean, I think it's a miscalculation though, because I think that the, the most liked people and this, this is straight out of season one. This is like, this is how it works. The most liked people are the ones that are like, I don't care if it's a catfish or not, because the audience is coming to love 
the catfish and the real people. And anybody that judges either one is going to take a hit. If you are accepting of all of the audience favorites and you're saying that like, hey, I like this person, even if they are a catfish, then you are opening yourself up to the most amount of people to like you, I think. Yeah, well, I think based on the because there was a fan favorite vote for both seasons, I believe. Right. Rowan, correct me if I'm wrong. Sean won the first one and Tim won the second one. Right. Mm-hmm. If uh, I have no, that I right. I think it was. I think Alex won the first Alex one. Alex won the first Tim. one. Yeah. Oh, damn, did Alex? Alex yeah, did yeah. win the first oh, Alex, one. He, he Alex felt so guilty board. about it, too. Oh, but that was so funny. I forgot about that cherry on top. And then yeah, I, I okay. cannot imagine the margin by which Tim won the second one. Like he mm-hmm. must have got ninety nine point nine percent of the vote. And that, that's it one that like it, it, Tim could have done anything in there, and he would have. Uh, <laughs> he could have been anti catfish, pro catfish. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we're now going to get to the portraits. Um, and uh, this is definitely a great, great time in the show. I, I will say strategically, I think it's very dumb to to draw a mean portrait. Uh, but um, but I love that people fall into this trap every single time. And I hope they continue to. So I'm not going to harp on it too much. Um, so uh, first we get a Saeed paint- painting of Manrika. Saeed is in a great spot in this game because in every anonymous game, uh he gets to make it obvious that it's him because yes. he can write in the, in broken English. Um, and so he gets to never have suspicion that he's doing anything mean. Um, so he writes, he, he paints the Manrique, uh, uh, portrait and everyone knows it's him and it's a nice one. And he is super clean. Great for, great for Saeed. And he's going to paint, uh, Vithan. Um, and this is another one, like, People pretty much knew it was Andy. Uh, you know, he he kind of like wrote a lot of things to indicate that it was him. Uh, another good move, because if people know that you painted something good, they're not going to suspect that you painted something bad. Um, Felix paints Dot and tries to take credit for it. Uh, but there was nothing in the <laughs> portrait itself to uh, to indicate that it was Felix. And so this is it's not going to work to try and take credit in the comments uh that's like uh you know if somebody gets to uh comment on an article and they're like yeah this is this was a well-written article guys don't you think because i might have <laughs> written it like why didn't you say so in the article then <laughs> it was a I've good picture say, though I, hey, oh, it, it, was, it was honestly spectacular it, it would have so been impressive. very suspicious if uh if people had believed that it was felix that painted this <laughs> portrait i've got to yeah, say this well, guy can I, paint I too love- <laughs> I know, I know, so perfect, ridiculous. I love the way this this game is shown to us. Just the editing of it all, because basically, let's be honest, they get the boring ones out of the way at the start. Yeah. Like, oh, everyone's being kind to each other. This pushes no buttons, but you can tell. You can just tell there's like a volcano about to erupt, and we'll get to those portraits because, oh my god, the ram the ramifications of this game just goes to show how <laughs> wonderful of a game this is. Strategy aside, like, obviously you shouldn't do a bad one. There are some corkers in here. My oh, yeah. god. Yeah. Tally does Andy. It's boring. Gemma goes with Felix, and uh, she paints uh, a big muscly Felix uh, that with the hashtag uh, I will pump anything, and uh, oh, Penis at the, uh, on that they're like, is that is that a? I don't know. And at first, Felix was like, "Oh, look at that! That's a nice little like uh, like uh, posing." Wait, is this taking a dig at me? 
I will pump anything. Oh, wait a minute. Um, oh, I love it. I love this game this so much. Is a great, I mean, I will hashtag I will pump anything is a great uh, double entendre with the uh, with the muscles and everything. Uh, I, I I enjoy this was this was clever. I, and of course, it, of course, it comes from Gemma, the you know, the the, the big like bodybuilder dude. Um, great stuff. But Manrika takes offense. She thinks this is a dig at her. That uh, that she is now being classified, I guess, as as anything. Like mm. she, I guess, she was taking a lot of pride in the fact that the hottest guy in the circle was liking her. No matter what, though, it's kind of like a game. I just don't understand if she really feels like it was a genuine connection that they were having. Like, I feel like with her intentions in the beginning, it seemed as though she was just like playing it off like she liked him. So for her to be so like it, like in this relationship because he had a little poem saying that he wants you to be his girlfriend. Like, I don't know. There's just there's no reality here. Like, why are you getting offended? But again. <laughs> If I'm Manrika, I want as if I'm a player in the circle, I don't want everyone knowing where I stand publicly so closely. So That's to true. like not only plant your flag with me and Tally are the geezer girls, don't come at us. We are sisters. We are together. And then now he's my man. If you talk smack about him, I'm gonna come at you anonymous or not. It's it's too much. Like you're literally telling people, hey, if we're at the final six and these two are here tank me put me a six because i will win i will try and win so i don't like that personally yeah uh so vithin is gonna draw uh saeed uh, as a catfish um and uh hashu of course right away is like oh oh they've got me as a catfish um <laughs> and uh and and so Saeed is like uh, i am not a catfish uh, this is a weird response from vithin to me vithin was like uh uh, see that further confirms to me that Said is a catfish because I don't think he would have been able to to get something this subtle. Subtle. subtle? What do you mean subtle? subtle? What? It was, was very straight direct. up a drawing of somebody using a photo as a catfish. <laughs> <laughs> what is subtle about that? <laughs> um, but uh, this is when Tally says, "You know, what? I don't, I don't mind. I don't care if Saeed is the son or something. Like he's a he's a beautiful person, and uh, I appreciate." It. I was like, "Tally, <laughs> warms my heart." Uh, Saeed knows this is Vithin, and this is what I, Saeed was really killing it in the last few episodes. Spot on reads for who did what painting. Um, so, uh, Vithin is going to come into the chat like. Oh, we know that Saeed is real, and uh, and Vithin was uh, or uh, Saeed was just like, I know it was you. You can't fool me. <laughs> uh, I was like, nice man. Well, that's the thing. He's having such like pinpoint perfect reads, which I think is so so impressive because a lot of the times there's not much to go off of. But unfortunately, I don't think a lot of the other players are really listening to him because he's obviously got this appearance as a sort of wacky, crazy, zany. 60 something year old uncle who could come out with anything and no one's really going to take it seriously. So mm-hmm. he's playing like if Andy thinks he's the sh- uh, like detective or Sherlock, no, step aside, Andy. Hashu's killing it. Saeed is doing yeah. a wonderful job, but just no one's really taking him seriously enough to give it credit. Yeah. Uh, Dot is going to draw Tally. I thought there was a huge mistake from Dot because there was very clearly not a Dot-like painting other than maybe the one that Felix did of 
dot, which unfortunately obviously can't be dot. Uh, so everyone knows that dot made a, a mean painting, like a hundred percent, right? Uh, which is so out of character for the character that dot is being portrayed as. Uh, so I thought there was a huge mistake. Uh, but dot does tally. Uh, she calls her fishy. Um, and, uh, and it's like a very, it's a clown face, uh, portrait painting. Um, it's very, uh, very cruel. Um, and, uh, Tally, of course, is like, Felix. I know this is Felix. He's, it's a terrible drawing. Only, this is, this could only come from a man. Um, and to be fair, she's correct. It did come from a man. Uh, but it's not the man she was thinking. Yeah, I mean, I was talking about this with Liana today. Like my other qualm with with having Dot be your catfish profile is I feel like we are the generation who at 80 are going to know some of these hashtag CF. I'm sorry, no 85 year old right now will do hashtag CF. That is not a thing. So obviously this is good if you believe truly that you're going to be anonymous and fly under the radar completely. But the big problem here, well, Tally being focused on Felix, that's fine. The big problem here is Blue Tally. Tally literally just went through a whole thing where she just proved herself to be innocent and proved herself to not be a catfish. So for you to go in on this literally puts you in a short list of it's either you or it's Felix who did this because everyone else knows the true Tally is here. So they're not going to be judging her like this. This is a mistake big time. Yeah. Well, I just don't understand like why Dot would be drawing like they, he takes so much time to like figure out exactly what he's going to say and make sure that he's like curating his words perfectly every time he has a conversation. Why wouldn't he have that a little bit more editing here with like what how he wants to portray himself or portray Dot when he's doing this portrait? Um, I definitely thought it was a terrible mood and i was also like it, it kind of made me a little bit defensive because my initials are cf and i was just like oh my god i'm like my initials are on the hate painting oh my god <laughs> i was just so offended <laughs> i got to me as well I'm like i'm a cf ah! all right well the final drawing the final painting is of course manrika doing gemma um, and these, I mean, uh, credit again, credit to the producers who know uh, how to put people in certain positions and they know who to give to each player um, because uh, this is, of course, just the perfect opportunity for Manrika to unleash everything inside of her that she has been holding back. Um, and so she draws a big snake hashtag full of shit uh that uh tiktok um <laughs> there's a, a a spoon next to some poo uh they're like what spoon shit what uh what is this um and uh, we are going to uh Vith, even vithin is like well, this is quite bad uh <laughs> This is, a, this is a bad one. Um, yeah. And uh, this is this is a, a classic error in judgment where you think that being very mean to somebody will let it, like like I'm going to bully somebody and then everyone else is going to jump in and bully them, too. And it's going to make us all very popular and everyone hate this person that I'm being mean to. In reality, everyone just feels bad for the person that you just went way over the top to like you just gave them a second life in this game. Everyone now feels bad for Gemma. I Terrible. felt bad for Gemma. Yeah. <laughs> like, I felt bad for 
James. Like, uh, <laughs> like, what? This poor guy. He's getting. He he thinks he's friends with Manrika. Yeah, I mean, nothing quite gives you good opportunity than literally being on the brink of being removed, being having your game ousted by production, and then getting the big sympathy card by being called a two-headed snake that feeds people shit and is full of it too. So it's a lot oh, of layers why the spoon to this. Was there. Yes, yes. I got it. Spoon shit. (laughs) Yeah, so like all of this is just good for for James, but then it obviously it feels but anyone sees this they're like this is awkward especially if half of the circle is lovey-dovey half of the circle is of the andy school of thought of why is everyone mean in anonymous mode how about we don't do that so this is only gonna help Gemma in the ratings in my opinion so you're yeah. making a big mistake by doing this yeah because the next time they do ratings and can include Gemma, like rating Gemma low feels like a uh cosine to the mean the mean painting like i i am with whoever made the mean painting it, it, so it it will feel dirtier it will feel harder you i think any any kind of compassionate person would feel like a a draw to rate Gemma a little bit higher just to kind of counteract just kind of feel like i'm not with them uh and and that's not what you want to do if you want to have other people not trust a person um it's just it's uh, so strange as well because yeah. Gemma was like floating away on her own she was just in an ocean just isolated from everybody else and then through a weird sort of game which i i love it's got its flaws but i love portrait mode through this weird sort of game who throws her a life ring it's manrika of all people, it's Manrika throws her a little like sympathetic life ring. If James really capitalizes on this, sort of plays that like you wouldn't kick a puppy when it's down sort of thing. Like that can really take him far. And you know what? I don't know if it's directly because of portrait mode, but I'm going to give it to portrait mode. Uh, just another take for that game. Another one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this, of course, causes uh, Tally and Manrika to get into a bit of an argument because Tally is going to tell Manrika. Hey, I'm telling you, this Felix character, he's no good. Um, and Manrika's um, like, no, you don't understand. This is somebody's getting into your head and I'm looking out for you. And Tally's like, no, I'm trying to look out for you. You can't trust Felix. And Manrika's like, no, 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 you can't trust whoever's getting in your head. Uh, and it goes back and forth. And it's a very funny argument. Because neither of them can trust either of those people. Uh, but it actually, I mean, Gemma's at least a little bit more trustworthy than Felix in this in this moment. Um, but not really. I mean, they're both they're both being tricked, but they're both thinking that they need to look out for the other person. Um, and so uh, this ends very poorly with Manrika finally pretending to give in and Tally feeling like, OK, I feel like I was at least heard. Uh, and then. I love this from the uh, the announcer who we have not talked enough about, but she's very excellent. Uh, Manrika's like, I couldn't have said it any blunter. Don't trust Gemma. Uh, and the announcer's like, well, you could have said it at all. <laughs> like, uh, you could have said it. Uh, you could have said those words. That could have been a little blunter um, oh, yeah. because Th- she never taking, actually name drops. This is taking a little bit of a walk away from the game at, at this point. But Sophie Willen, the narrator. So much credit has to be given to her. I don't know if it's like her original script or if she's just reading from it. Either way, she is like the cherry on top of this show. 
she is fantastic and i don't think the show would be the same without her yeah i really no. don't yeah, like the circle narrators, uh, the circle US is doesn't hold like not even close. It's vastly different, and she does have her own style that I do adore. Um, what is the point of of claiming someone to be a ride or die if you don't like you you don't like what they're saying and you don't like it's so bothersome to you that it causes a ripple? What's the point in all that? Also, if if they are your person, just you know, give them your information too. You're screaming, Gemma. You're not giving that information. What's the, I, I think Manrika in this position thinks that I'm keeping everything good by making this facade of Gemma still good with us. I'm still good with everything by not outwardly saying anything, but she's taking so much to heart, which is such a huge mistake here because Tally's just looking out for you, man. That's really it. Like Tally's just, you're her geezer. Yeah, Tally wants you to be, you had Tally's back. She's having your back. It's, 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 you know, it's all in love. I don't understand this like big retaliation here. It's too much. Yeah. So we get to the ratings um, and I actually wrote as many of these down as I could. Cause I thought many of uh, them were very interesting. Um, Felix puts Andy number one, um, Enrica number two. Biffin puts Andy number one. Uh, Andy puts Saeed number one. Gemma puts Tally number one. Great call. Manrika, six. Great call. Love the reads there by Gemma. Um, Tally puts Manrika number one. Bad, bad call. Uh, Felix number six. Um, Manrika, and, and when, and they cut this together very well, where Tally's like, yes. I'm putting Manrika number one. Obviously, she's still going to do the same for me. Uh, cut to Manrika puts Andy number one. Okay. And Tally number two. Wait. Hold on. No, I can't put, I can't have Tally as an influencer. She's going to take out Felix. I need my boy. So I'm going to put Vithin number two. Number three. Felix actually is going to be number three. And then, yeah, Tally's going to have to be sixth. Tally is going to have to be last place in my ratings. Um, brutal. Uh. Brutal. Here's the thing. I was prepared to come on the podcast after watching this episode, this ratings episode, and be like, that was brutal. But I think it was actually the right call. Because if she doesn't do this, Felix is probably in the bottom two. Felix is probably going home. uh, And that's no good for her. Ideally, she wants to keep both Felix and Tally. That's the strategically correct move. So I actually didn't mind this. Now... I am going to disagree with myself after watching the next episode because that was definitely not the intention of this move. The intention of this move was always to take out Tally from the game, which I think is the worst possible outcome for her game. Uh, So just ignore what I just brought up. Just know that this could have been very strategic, but was definitely not. 
It was so disappointing because like, you know, geezer birds, like those are supposed to be, they're supposed to be like in it together, like buds before studs. And like, she just let that dismantle for this fake relationship with this guy, Felix, it's played by a woman named Natalia. Like you guys were friends and you were standing up for her so much with, um, you know, the blue tally versus orange tally. Like, I don't know. I was just really disappointed in the level of friendship that I thought that they had developed just for the fact that she even would allow her to go below the number two spot you know i think a good rule of thumb is if you have a conflict of interest in two allies that you don't think will you think will go after each other never put them below fourth place like middle them at best do not tank them like that because if they're like this has happened a couple times now where it's like all right the circle has decided that the rankings are going to be literal and and the bottom people are going to be the only ones in contention you don't want that so i think at best you middle them i think if you're someone like manrika and if she was playing this effectively she should realize that the sympathy i think this is the big problem i think this episode really highlights it for manrika she has not recognized she's clearly strategic but she has not recognized how important the sympathy card will can be in this game if manrika loses her bow ooh, fly use that stew it up you know <laughs> cry and everyone will be like oh my god manrika i'm so sorry like you know you're safe you're fine that's like worst case scenario. That's if you lose someone, you still have a lot to gain. So by by turning a blind eye to the sympathy and doing this, ooh, 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 this is where the roller coaster begins for Manrika. Yeah, and talk about tanking audience perception here. Like the worst, I've said this many times, but the worst place you could possibly be in in a competition reality show is both disloyal and stupid. Like to to make to betray an ally is a tough thing to manage well for your image. You betray an ally, but it was the right move for you. Great. You're loyal to an ally, but it was a dumb move for you. Okay, you're dumb, but you're loyal. To betray an ally and it's the absolute wrong move for you is the worst place to be, especially when it's so clear that your motivations are very bad and personal and then on top of that even the personal motivations are wrong and dumb because she's being catfished <laughs> I, this is, i've never seen such a perfect storm of <laughs> bad image than menrika in these last couple of episodes um it's it's truly it's truly uh, astonishing to me uh but here we are <laughs> here we are <laughs> this is a thing you see in real life where, you know, it's like, oh, I found out that my best friend's partner is cheating on them. Do I tell them? A lot of people will tell you, don't be the person to tell them because you will now be implicated. Mm -hmm. They will have heartbreak and they will blame that on you. They will blame that on you and they will resent you for doing it to them and ending what was a fairy tale for them. And I think this is where that starts happening, where Tally, from the kindness of her heart, Manrika went to, to bat for her for the whole first week, is returning the favor here and is getting punished for it. And it is brutal to watch someone like Tally get hit with this. Like, like you wouldn't believe, like I'm telling you, I wanted Orange Tally to stay last week. My heart shattered to 17,000 pieces at episode nine. It really did. Yeah. So, uh, Saeed is going to, I'm oh, sorry, Dot puts Felix at number two. Tally's at six for Dot. Saeed puts Tally three, Vithin five. Vithin puts Saeed number four, Dot number six. So, Saeed and Vithin kind of on to each other. 
Uh, Dot was anti-Tally. Obviously, Felix up there um, for Dot, uh, just to give you a little bit of a sense there. We get some new profile pictures. Um, uh, just to briefly go over some of these choices, Felix goes topless, uh, which to me was like just doubling down on the uh, seduce Manrika and screw everyone else and how they feel. Um, because obviously everyone else is going to be like, oh, geez. Okay, Felix. Um, Gemma doubles down on the nurse thing, which I feel like, again, if you're going to do the nurse thing, you have to talk more about it. You have to open up more about it. You can't just only be nurse and pole dancer as they talked about. So it's like not going to work. Um, Tally uh, has uh, like a bikini dirt bike photo, which uh, <laughs> also was just like, what does this say about you? Nothing. It's just a good photo. Um, also a bad choice. Manrika shows a picture of her father. Great choice. She's told that story. Great job. Uh, Vithin has a camel, which uh, it's typical Vithin photo. It's cute. Doesn't do a whole lot for him, but doesn't change your opinion of him. Um, Andy is at work, which I thought is fine. It kind of doubles down on his sort of like role in the in the game right now. Uh, Saeed and his pretend wife. Uh, this is not even Saeed's actual wife in in real life. This is a friend <laughs> that he is going to pretend is his wife. He says he has a whole story cooked up for this. I can't wait to hear it. Uh, he says this is a very important role in the Saeed story. Um, and then uh, Dot has a photo of her and uh, her uh, uh, deceased husband. Um, and uh, that's it's which is fine. It's, you know. I think if we if we want to briefly, really uh, briefly go back to Tally mm-hmm. again, it's easy to say this in retrospect, like hindsight is twenty twenty. But you've got to say Tally missed the mark here. She just didn't yeah. read what this game could have been because she obviously wanted to just put forward a gorgeous looking photo. Like she looks stunning in it, but it just, it stinks like an Instagram influencer. And I don't know about you guys, but you you don't see that photo and think like, Oh, that's someone I would love to get to know. That's someone who I can really have some engaging conversations with. It just comes across as generic. Whereas Taryn, as you said, Manrika has mm -hmm. this really emotive uh, photo with her dad which obviously has that story attached. I think Manrika played a blinder in that game, whether she realizes it or not, while Tally might have dug her own grave. Yeah, like most people don't interact with people who are, you know, who post photos like Tally did. Like that's that you're right. That's something that you'd see on Instagram that you'd scroll on Instagram for. Like, I don't know anyone in real life like that. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, so I do think there's a there's a layer of separation there that doesn't feel like you're connecting necessarily because it's too, uh, too generic. Um, I think that um, Manrika correctly put a photo similar to this of like, let me show them the whole of me in one photo in her second picture that work that was early on in the game. That mm-hmm. was good. Now, once you get further into the game, there's a lot of like, we are again, they share trauma. They share their experiences. They want to see more layers to you. Um, Tally, someone who did say coming in that I'm going to play single, but never ended up utilizing that part of the game for herself. And putting this picture here was the wrong time for it, I think. I think if she had swapped them and did that second photo and then third picture did something else, it would have been would have fared better, similar to what Manrika did. But it definitely was, in my opinion, the wrong choice, given that everyone else kind of went with the, let me add a little bit of depth. Even Gemma's 
like bathroom selfie was more of an authentic okay Gemma's like this is just Gemma's a regular girl you know she is a nurse but she's also you know she's taking selfies in the mirror like the rest of us she's normal she's a hero amongst you know regulars but she's also a regular so you gotta like toe that line for sure and I think that especially given what we know now about where Tally ends up going you know if you you needed a little bit more there just a little bit more yeah so we're gonna learn that the only the bottom two in the rankings this time are vulnerable in the bottom two and i saw this coming a mile away when um enrica votes tally low i was like mm-hmm. oh no uh the bottom two are dot and tally the rest of the players will decide now at this point i felt like obviously tally is 100 percent safe if there's a vote tally will be safe so of course uh it's going to be a little bit different than that once we get there um Saeed is going to reach out to Tally after the bottom two thing. He's so nice uh and kind. Uh I really appreciated him there. Uh she tells him she thinks Felix is bad. He says he thinks that it was Dot that made the painting, but if she's sure it's it's Felix, then he's not going to he's not going to press too hard and he supports her. He also uh if if she thinks Felix is bad then uh, then he'll take that to note and um and he'll make sure that he he tries to get to the bottom of it. It was this was brutal for me because I thought we were seeing like a blossoming friendship here. Mm-hmm. I really saw Saeed and Tally like, yes, this is a sort of alliance. This is the duo that I can really get behind. I love this. This is so genuine and authentic, which to be honest, I don't normally go for. I love myself a villain, but for some reason, this really resonated with me. And then obviously it was cut short a little bit, but we will get to that. Yeah. Um, we're then going to get, uh, th- and this is, this is the real like, if um if the ta- if rating tally low was like oh man i just accidentally stabbed my friend in the back i didn't even oh, i'm so sorry this was like uh turning tally around and then stabbing her in the front uh and uh you know uh this, this was this was the red wedding of uh of their relationship as tally as manrica goes to andy and says I've been having some doubts about Tally. Um, I think that she may not be uh, what she says she is. I think that she may be doing something. Um, this was a hundred percent a you know uh, a planned, uh, premeditated murder here. Uh, she knew exactly what she was doing, Chantal. Really? Oh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I was. I felt it was just guilt, and she didn't know what to do. I, I. I don't know. I don't know. Is she really that calculated? Because Tally is just like a little, little innocent little puppy that's like really likes Manrika, and like she already had somebody that was trying to clone her. Like I just feel like she's just been so just like trying to stay in it that this kill doesn't. It's not satisfying at all because like she really really trust Manrika so much and so I just I don't know I can't believe that she really it was a targeted hit like I I, for me for me it's that she she went to Andy about this tally situation and then voted for Andy to become the blocker like I don't think she like she knows exactly who she needs to vote for to make sure tally stays she wanted tally gone um and and i think she came to andy to set this up knowing that she had in she was a far more successful assassin than Gemma was uh because she made this happen booyah i mean let's let's keep it a hundred here 
if you are voting for the blocker and tally is your your ride or die you don't then utter the words of i'm gonna pick someone who's not involved with either party and pick Mm. a middle person i'm gonna vote for andy no you pick the person you know will save that person especially this isn't like she wasn't in a position where she's like oh is it do i pick felix or do i pick you're picking the 85 year old person who you're not that that close with or you're picking tally who you who do you want to stay the answer should be easy so for me i also believe that she goofed until this vote happened that's when i realized no 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 no. you were you were doing this from the start and they're letting us see it this way it was insane i honestly truly still do not understand why i don't know if this is maybe the sympathy card going to be coming in but it does it just does not add up to me it just feels like someone who has too much good going on for them to the point where they've now shot themselves in the foot i feel like yeah uh yeah to say oh i want somebody impartial uh like andy and not somebody that will definitely keep tally and on top of that andy was not impartial because you partialed him Right? Like, uh, <laughs> you made him partial. And when she votes for Andy after expressing doubt in Manrika, she is basically sending, or sorry, just doubt in Tally, she's basically sending the message to Andy do what needs to be done. Right? Um, and that's the message that Andy is getting. Uh, so uh, this is, this is the, this is the assassination that, uh, that they were hoping for here. Um, so, uh, there's really, I mean, that's, that's what this comes down to. Uh, Manrika and, and Felix are going to flirt some more. Uh, she says she'll leave the country if he's a catfish. Uh, we'll see if that <laughs> takes. Um, she doesn't try to convince Felix to keep Tally. She's like, uh, look, you don't like Tally. Not going to try to convince you otherwise. And, uh, I'm just being mature about this. Um, <laughs> Gemma uh Gemma chats with Andy and Saeed and this is when Saeed tells Gemma look I like Manrika a lot but I think that she did your portrait um and I I really really love this from uh from Saeed definitely a risky play in the game um but he was like this is just me being me and even though I have this like schoolboy crush on uh Manrika that does not mean that I am going to have my own judgment clouded like Manrika is uh, and um, and not, you know, tell people my reads on this. And this was a really cruel painting. And uh, and, you know, uh, there you go. Gemma now uh, has this information, doesn't believe it necessarily right away. But I have to imagine after all the public voting is going to be like, oh, wow. uh Oh, Manrika. <laughs> It is a risky play, though. It really is. And I'm wondering, is there a reason why the editor editors sort of portrayed it in that way? Like down the line, is this going to come back and bite side in the ass? I really hope it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Because in terms of personal relationships and just pure friendship, like being a catfish aside, he's done really well. He's done spectacularly well of just per, like portraying this genuine, approachable, lovely uncle. He really has. And I would hate for this to like be his undoing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the other way for me where I feel like this is to show, like, I think this is more of a positive thing that they're showing us in that Saeed is able to separate his puppy love crush for Manrika to like, play the game in his authentic self that he can you know he's putting it aside to like tell Gemma this we saw multiple like not confessions but we saw multiple angles of Tally talking about 
you know what? I don't even think he's uh, whether he's a catfish or not. I think whoever is Saeed is amazing. And I love what they stand for. I think these are more positive things, which gives me very, very big hope that maybe, maybe, maybe Saeed makes it to the end. I would hope so. But um, in this moment, I thought that was interesting as well. I would have never expected to see him say this. I was very shocked, but also pleasantly loved it. Yeah. All right. Well, we get to the advice portion of uh of the show here uh tally and uh dot are going to be giving out advice um saeed asks about uh, uh relieving himself um and uh <laughs> that's an interesting one uh, dot is just uh all over tally's answers every time like uh like be more fun like it's lay off <laughs> tally's being plenty fun she's given she's, she's trying to give good dot. answers and she's trying to be fun not everyone is a, is an actor uh, who's playing an 85-year-old woman. Well, I don't know about you guys, but Dot's answers weren't exactly like all that entertaining anyway. Yeah. Like she's acting like there's a huge void between the quality of the answers. <laughs> there really isn't. There really wasn't. I agree. Maybe she maybe she's just hoping though that there's something more that she could play off of or something. Um and I think that was a mistake of, her, of uh, Scott going in as Dot. Like I think that he should have chosen somebody that would actually could be a little bit more engaging and not so separate. It's kind of like Bag of Chips. Like I wish Bag of Chips chose somebody to catfish that was just a little bit more fun mm-hmm. so they could have Precisely. more fun. Um I think that he's in the same predicament and he's not able to have Dot play off of Tally because Tally's a real person and you're kind of just like a two-dimensional version of a, a human being the only way that dorothy's answers were compelling is if you literally think oh wow an 85 year old woman is openly talking about <laughs> self-relief then it's like fascinating but it's not like you're not trailblazing me with these answers they're very medium they're yeah. very medium so don't even <laughs> uh loved this from Vithin. Uh Vithin asks a question anonymously. Uh I'm currently in a relationship that I think is going too fast and uh how do I slow this down? Um and both Felix and Manrique are like what? Uh Manrique in particular is like, "Oh boy, you better not be writing that about me." Um and uh I lo- I lo- I I I would imagine that this gets cleared up very quickly. Like uh, that obviously they're not really going to distrust each other about this, but uh, it was funny. It was funny. I liked it. Um, I think it was a pretty innocent lie. Like even if it does get tracked back to Vithin, I think he can quite easily say like, Oh yeah. I mean, obviously you guys have a sort of flirt, flirt mance going on and I played off of it. Don't don't blame me. I'm just the innocent Vithin. Vithin I'm the head of the group. He knows how to troll well, where it's like uh, when Vithin trolls, it's not mean. It's just funny. Uh, (laughs) And it's just like, like, oh, is Saeed a catfish? That's not mean. That's just like, ooh, is he a catfish? When he's like pretending to be one of the people in this relationship, like, uh, that's funny. It's not overly, it's nobody's going to feel like, oh, we feel so bad for poor Manrika and Felix that people are poking <laughs> fun at them. Um, like, uh, so I, this is this is exactly, I think, uh, the right the right way to go about it. Um, Emma's going to show up and uh, it's time for another public vote. They're going to vote for a blocker, an individual to choose between Tally and Dot. Uh, and this almost went the way of saffron, um, but <laughs> yep. uh, in a very different way, um, because let me just tell you how this. So Vithin votes Andy. Makes sense. Saeed goes Gemma. 
because Saeed knows that Gemma will protect Tally. And I thought that while that was, I think, it, I think it's sending a message on one hand, which is good. But on the other hand, nobody else is voting for Gemma. Uh, <laughs> so that's a little risky. Uh, Gemma votes Manrika. Um, and it's like, OK, well, that obviously makes sense, at, given what Gemma knows right now. Andy votes Saeed. Felix votes Saeed. And Manrika votes Andy. So it's a tie. Um, and Gemma immediately is like, why is Manrika voting Andy and not Saeed? Or, you know, or anybody like what? What is happening here? Um, we go to a revote. Felix votes Andy this time. Saeed goes Gemma. Andy votes Felix. Manrika votes for Andy. Gemma and Vithin both vote Saeed. So it's another top. And I'm just like, what are you guys? You can see the other votes. <laughs> what are you doing? So we go to a third and final vote where Manrika goes Andy. Gemma goes with Vithin. Why Vithin? Gemma, what are you thinking? Uh, Saeed goes Gemma. Uh, Andy goes Felix. Felix goes Andy. And Vithin goes Andy, which makes Andy the blocker. And at this point, I'm like, wow, they're tally's done. This is it. Because, because Andy, when Andy decides to vote Felix, you know exactly where he's going to go as the blocker. And I, I mean, poor Tally is there just like, yes, Andy. Wait, why would Andy go Felix? Oh, but yes, Andy. I'm like, no, Andy. <laughs> no. So in trying to figure this out, do I think because the biggest thing is obviously you have to pick the right person to back if you're trying to get your outcome to happen. So Saeed has a clear outcome of I want Tally to stay. I think backing Gemma was the biggest mistake because Saeed's vote can carry weight. I think some people might be like, Ooh, I want to go where Saeed's going. Cause I trust his instinct. I've liked what he's done so far. Saeed, in my opinion, should have voted Manrika because if this was Manrika's choice to block, that would have been exciting to she me. Couldn't and do that it would have been the, no. And I think that would have been the clear choice because if he goes Manrika, it's like, okay, Saeed clearly wants Tally saved. That's very obvious. Okay. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with Saeed. Let's go. Let's go with Manrika. I think that's the move if he's trying not to be the one nominated. So I think because of the fact that Saeed was also one of the early votes, it just turned everything upside down because there were quite a few people while we're on the outside looking at me like it's very clear that he wants Gemma because Gemma will save Tally. There was some outrage that Gemma was the one being selected and that need not happen in a sensitive situation like this. Yeah. If, if he goes Manrika, Gemma goes Manrika. There's two people voting Manrika every time that can be consistent. Uh, and and that's a strong case to put it on Manrika. People trust Manrika. Uh, they like Manrika. I think I think easily, um, you know, Vithin could have gone Manrika there, um, you know, to flip to make it to stop the uh, the ties from happening. Even Andy might have gone. You know what? Manrika has her own doubts. She's I don't want to do it. I'll give it to Manrika. Um, so and then it, once it gets into Manrika's hands, I really don't think that she has it in her to do it herself. I think that she very much wanted this outcome, but she did not want to uh, do it herself. Um, so Andy becomes the blocker and he does block Tally. And Manrika is just like, oh, my God, I feel like I might be a little bit responsible for that. 
oh man, I could cry right now. I'm not, but I could, I could cry right now <laughs> because I feel like I'm a little bit responsible for that. A lot responsible. Oh my God. This is so, it's so heartbreaking. Cause like, I really just wanted to, I wanted this friendship to be real. I wanted them to like the geezer girls get to the end and then they see like, Oh, Gemma was a catfish. And so was Felix, but we're still friends. Like I just wanted that ending. Um, and if I wasn't going to get that em- ending, I would have wanted to see Manrika make the shot and do it herself. That if, you know what I mean? If I, if I was going to get it to this to happen. So. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I am delighted that we never have to hear the words uttered again. Hashtag geezer, geezer girl <laughs> or geezer bird. I am delighted that we don't have to deal with that. And I'm actually kind of like sneakily delighted with how it all played out. It wasn't some sort of outside source that took one of them out. And we've got this heartbreaking story. It was it like ruptured from the inside. And that's the sort of most poetic and disastrous way this could have all ended. And I kind of like it just from a TV viewer point of view, because this took me by surprise as well. Yeah. It's a classic reality TV surprise. But like, do we want to see more Dot? Like, <laughs> no. Yeah. no. I've, been, I've been done with Dot from like the second time yeah. we saw Dot. Dot can leave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that ultimately, because like, obviously, here's the thing, right? Um, with regards to, and Rowan's talked about this for and told us of all about it last week, being the villain in a British reality TV show can be damning. There are tweets. Manrika's getting death threats over this nonsense. It's a game, right? It's a, it's a damn game. Moving forward, speaking game only, I think Manrika's not in a bad spot here. I do think that there's a little bit of like Saeed's onto Manrika now, but Manrika will gain the sympathy of like you're literally your geezer girls out of the house now well, uh, and you didn't will do the she, block will she get the blood on her hands though I think is the question because Andy knows that Manrika is the one that puts some doubts into his mind um, the, I, I think another question is the, the cliffhanger of the episode was who is Tally going to go and see she yeah. was, looked like she was choosing between Manrika and, and Andy if she goes to see Andy and says, I thought like, and he tells her, oh, Manrika put doubts in my mind. And she goes, what do you mean? Manrika was my best friend. Like, why would she have any reason to doubt me? Like, I think Andy might start to doubt Manrika if Andy doubts Manrika. And he he blames, he, mm. he says, well, Manrika was doubting her. And then it's, well, that Manrika was doubting her and then voted Andy. Mm-hmm. What a backstabber. Not only that, Said already is on to this idea that, that Manrika is maybe not quite as sweet as she seems. Um, and Gemma is already starting to get suspicious. I think that th- I think that this could really harm her in the circle. But I think that could be a good thing, because, again, if you're too popular, you might need a hit here and there. Uh, so that I don't know. That's how I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree. And I do think that it's important to note that literally Felix should have had no leg to stand on. And now Felix not only has the undying loyalty of Dot, they're solid too. They've talked about having an alliance from the beginning. Now Manrika has them as well. That's three out of seven. There's a new person coming in. If they can reel in the new person, that's four out of eight right there. And and if you're Manrika, you're still part of the originals, whether there's beef or not, stuff can get fixed there. Stuff can be okay. Um, I think from the beginning, it's looking like it's going to be a problem, but Manrika didn't get this much power 
like by mistake. She's still able to get through this kind of stuff and navigate through this. So I do think that the beginning is going to be hard, but if she navigates that initial stages of betrayal from the out the gate here, well, she could have longevity beyond like this and go very far. Maybe I do think there's a big chance we, we don't see her touch influencer for like a couple rounds here, but that is a great spot to be in. If you're trying, if your long game is to get to the final six, that is a great spot to be in. And also, if Tally goes and visits Manrika, I think then when she realizes, oh, my God, she's like she's a real person. She was a real friend. I think that she's going to feel obviously very guilty about this. And she might be able to use that information to her advantage with people in the house being like, oh, my God, she was real. And I think it would prove her to be real as well. And I think that she a lot more will be forgiven for her actions this week. So trying just attempting in my best way to be like, a major psychic and just predicting what's going to happen and then inevitably being hilariously wrong, but I'll put my cards on the table anyway. I think Tally will go and see Manrika. I don't think Manrika will own up to sort of anything about getting Tally out. I think Tally's probably learning about this while watching the TV show, which should make for some fun social media, which you might have to check up on. I think Manrika's hands are clean, but what might happen, I think, is Tally will continue to sort of like go on this sort of Felix offensive and might, might even sway Manrika's opinion, because that's what I would love to see. I'd Mm. love to see, like, next week we all talk about Manrika and Felix and how this, the the two lovebirds are now just at warheads with each other. That's what I'd love to see. That's my ideal scenario. Could be interesting. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I've got to say, like, uh, I I don't really, as many people know uh, from listening to me podcast, I don't really get very emotionally involved in these shows. I don't usually care all that much (laughs) beyond the strategy. Um, But but the circle this season in particular, uh, like when I when I saw Tally go, I was so angry at Menrika. I was like, how could you do this? You monster. Um, and I was very, I was very upset. Um, and, uh, and I think that's a credit to the show that it's really done a, a good job. It's a credit to Tally. It's a credit to Menrika. Um, and, and I would say it, just cause you feel that way does not mean that you should go spreading hate against Menrika. There should be no death threats. There should not even be any kind of, you should not be tagging Manrika. You should not be calling her a bad person. She's a person on a TV show that played on a TV show. That's it. It's not, it doesn't have to be any deeper than that. Uh, nobody deserves to, to, you know, be, be mobbed by the internet, uh, like that. Like, uh, this is not, that is not the correct response. Uh, and you know, you have no right to say that, that, uh, no, she does deserve to be mobbed by the internet if you have no idea what kind of impact that can have on you. Um, the UK has had a lot of problems in particular with, uh, mental health of the, uh, reality show contestants. And that is largely in part because of how the audience responds to them. So, uh, I would hope that no listener of this show would ever do anything like that. Um, but uh, but man, this has been a wild ride here in the Circle UK so far. And um, I, can't, I can't wait to, to get started on Monday. Monday this time. No episode uh, tomorrow. Yeah, I would love really to. Long. At this perfect sort of halfway point, just one quick question before we wrap things up in a lovely little bowl. I would love to hear just some, because let's be honest, this is all going to change on Monday anyway, so we're just going to embarrass ourselves. I would love to hear some winner picks for both fan favorite and eventual winner. Now, again, we might not have even met our winner for either category. 
They mm. could throw in someone incredibly likable on day 18. We have no idea. But at this point, I would love to see where you guys stand. I think Saeed is the fan favorite. I agree. Um, I think he might also be the winner, to be honest, because like, I, I feel that that's kind of the direction that he's going in right now. Um, I can see him taking both of those uh, spots. I'm kind of feeling like um, I feel like I feel like Vithin could win. I feel like he's in that spot right now where it's like he's again, he's just liked <laughs> enough. Um, <laughs> can you tell who I think uh, who I'm putting all my eggs in the basket of this man right here? He's my great, though. Hachu, lovely guy. <laughs> Honestly, I just think that he's hitting all the cylinders um, on all cylinders in every direction you look at it. He's doing a very good job. Like to me, there's not a bigger compliment in the circle than you are. Maybe a catfish, but I don't care. I just don't care that you are, and I love you, and I want to be with, like, have you in the game. So he's got me fooled. He's got me. So there you have it. That's that's where I would put it. Let, let I me think, al- Taryn, Vithin is a great choice. Mm-hmm. Great choice as well. Let me also throw this out there. I I might put uh, my number two as Manrika. Manrika is my number one. Actually, there you go. I'm, I'm expecting Ooh. a big upswing for Man- Manrika. I really, I can see this narrative as much as we want that Dan and Kate moment around that final dinner table of, oh my God, I've been flirting with you. Like we want that. What I want more is next week for just Manrika to turn on Felix. Just turn on (laughs) me. Just in a crazy, satisfying way. That's what I want to see. And then all of a sudden, if she does that, Manrika's back in the favors of everybody. It's true. So Manrika right now is my favorite to win. Saeed's fan favorite for me. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah. Unless Vithan gets some really big camera time the ne- in the next couple of episodes, because he's been a little bit quiet here and there. Um, yeah, Saeed's got that wrapped up. All right. Well, that's what we have for you this week. We'll be back next week, 2 p.m. Eastern, to uh, talk about this coming week of The Circle. <laughs> Should be interesting to see where things go from here. And uh, we'll be there next week talking about how Manrika is our favorite again and how much we hate Saeed now. Uh, Apparently that's how things are going. We're just going to we're just going to be flip flopping every week. Uh, But uh, but that's where we are. I am also live every morning at 11 a.m. Eastern to update you on what's happening on the Big Brother Canada 9 live feed. Some silly stuff going on there as well. Um, I'm also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong. You want to hang out, chat with me. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, Puya, what are you up to? Uh, well, people can find me on social media on Twitter, Instagram, twitch.tv, Puyaism on all of those. I do stream there. And um, obviously, Among Us on Sundays has been a very, very fun time. 5 p.m. Eastern. Do come check us out as we play with other podcasters and uh, both enjoy each other's company and resent each other for figuring each other out on top of that as far as podcasting goes i did get to talk with rob and the great reem daily over on the 90 day fiance podcast this past week which was phenomenal we're about to finish that show but mass singer is in full swing and i'm talking about that with liana boris my partner in many things um she has been great and it has been a great season of the mass singer to talk about and obviously you can find me sometimes talking to taryn on friday mornings about the live feed updates on uh, big brother uh, Chantel, where can people find you? 
you know, my YouTube channel, Reality Realness with three S's is a great place to find me. I usually go live most days. Um, and then I'm everywhere. You can find me. It's not so hard. <laughs> All right, Rowan. I've got nothing to promote this time, but I would like to say a huge, huge thank you. Uh, I'm new to this whole sort of podcasting world, but the response from the RHAP community has been honestly outstanding. It's been so, so nice. And it just validates my claim that this is like the nicest corner of the internet that anybody could find. Because the internet can be a sort of wild and treacherous <laughs> place, but RHAP just is such a comforting place. So thank you for every, every single message, every single tweet of support. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. There you go. All right. Thank you guys so much for being nice. And thank you also for joining us. Um, and we will see you all next time. 